and welcome back to the suspense is killing us. It's me, Kevin. Travis. Matt. We're all here. We're Part all here. two of Michael Manuary. Yeah. The, fu- the, the season finale of Michael Manuary. The season finale, yep. You've previously heard Last of the Mohicans uh, and The Insider and on the Insider and the first And the first episode and on the, the first episode. Thief, proper. Manhunter, and Heat. Tonight, today, this Tonight. time. Tonight, well, whenever you're listening to it, really, it's yeah. to, it's it's tonight mo- somewhere. It's morning where we are, but who knows where what it's like where you it's are. It's the early, early morning, aka <laughs> ten forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable that I have to get dragged out of the bed at this hour. I get up at eight. The o'clock. sun's barely up. <laughs> I just heard a cock crow. That was not what you thought it was. <laughs> it was a cock. That was Matt's yeah. ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> That was my dick. What? Yeah. That's what he calls his dick his, uh, his ringtone. <laughs> I don't get it either. Yeah. Doesn't make a shred of sense, no. frankly. No, it's nonsense. It's out of character for Matt. It is. Who's a dirtbag in many ways, but not in that way, usually. Wow. No. <laughs> many ways. Many. Told me to count the ways? Called yeah. for it. I yeah. kind of do. Yeah, but don't name them. Just count them. <laughs> oh. Let's see. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, six. That one. Yeah, six yeah. is the bad one. Yeah. I'm getting into the high teens here. Six is the, six is the one they're going to cancel me for. <laughs> we won't talk about it on this podcast. If we'll talk about canceled, it on the next podcast. If you're going to get canceled, it's not going to happen here because then Kevin and I will get like my, like like a little uh, second degree canceled. Yeah, yeah, I don't we want that. Ha- unless we like take a stand against you or something. Or we'll like have that. to get like a different third we take guy. take a stand ag- ag- oh, against like, him. Like on the podcast. Well, I, Matt, am outraged by right. your behavior. Anyway, what is let's he? keep recording the podcast. What is he? I don't Well, I go. I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see what he's doing. I'm, now I'm curious. Now I kind of want this to happen. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I just I just want the what's the thing where, where I take a stand finally? I mean, what's well, the Kevin finally take us nothing? <laughs> nothing will ever make you grow a spine, Kevin. <laughs> not even not even the flagrant theft of our elections. Wait, that's the, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm going to get canceled for is for being a QAnon. There we go. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Kevin finally takes a stand because of all the adrenochrome I drink on the air. Kevin I don't even, even know what that is, but I'm sick of it. That's the stuff that I milk babies for to keep myself young. Holy shit, that's that's, that's what it was? Why, that's why I'm always kidnapping, <laughs> scaring, murdering babies, and drinking their blood. That stuff tastes so good, though. I know. Uh, well, Matt is, Matt I is, can't see, I don't see anything wrong with that. It tastes delicious. Matt is chugging at one of those not, like giant thermoses full He's, of adrenochrome right know, now. And it's a baby-shaped thermos, too, which is no, it's a, know, too no, much. No, it's actually a, it's a 7-Eleven, like one of those massive Big Gulp <laughs> mugs full <laughs> of mugs. adrenochrome. It's just got a baby the insulated in it, mug to keep it nice and cold. Yeah. But the insulation is like a just a baby's skin. Yeah. Yep. Where'd you get that? Sent away. Sent away. <laughs> he's, he's knows a guy that makes those. <laughs> it's not easy to get a baby skin big gulp uh, uh, it's, mug. It's fucking easy. You don't easy. have time it's to make it yourself. It's pretty fucking easy. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. I get you one by noon. <laughs> wow. Easier than you'd think. With nail polish. Yeah, right? <laughs> you gotta have nail polish on that baby skin. Uh, good start. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> it's fresh. <laughs> you want it fresh? I don't know. You don't want a stale baby. I I was I would assume you'd want it like uh, you know like leathered or whatever, right? Like that you you're stale it. baby. I'm just drinking it. I'm not eating it. You don't eat the skin? No, no. You don't eat the skin. The skin's it's like it's like an orange peel. Oh, so, I, I would assume it's like it's not like it's not like chicken skin. I eat the you know the chicken skin is good when you eat that. You know that ah. thing. You know that thing. You don't just eat the orange and throw the peel away. A man's not a piece of fruit. No, a man is not a piece of baby, fruit. Baby, baby is. You eat, you throw the peel away. Yeah. Of course you throw the peel away. Yeah. That's so dumb. Well, you're the one who's incentivized. No, I mean an orange peel. peel. I eat the you're skin. You're just shit-talking Willie Loman now? I just think that you don't eat, what do you do with the orange peel? You don't eat it. This man is just 
shit talking the working there man should, now. That should be that. If I'm ever if I ever make an adaptation of Death of a Salesman, I'm gonna have Willie Loman just eating an orange peel, <laughs> just like chewing it, and like oh, and looking like he's like real. He does not enjoy it, but like that's his deal. No, I eat the peel. Is this I like appreciate your, every part of the orange. I respect the oranges. Is this manhood. like your version of the Iceman Cometh that takes place at an AA meeting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's time to do modern updates of all these fucked up. Woke Iceman Cometh. This hi- like hyper bleak uh, <laughs> mid-century plays. God damn it. I liked Iceman Cometh, but c- I thought about killing, drinking. Yeah. I, didn't I thought like about the killing my wife, but then I went to therapy. <laughs> God damn it. Spoiler alert for the Iceman Cometh. <laughs> Speaking of ice men, whoa! Icy men jumping on right? it. Yeah. That's not bad. I think so. We're doing Batman and Robin again. <laughs> Batman and Robin. <laughs> Get ready for your sons to be cold. I'm going to kill you, Batman. Your toes, cold. your toes and fingers are going to get cold if you didn't wear boots and gloves. You need ice. more circulation. Ice. It's going ice. to. Be- <laughs> By the way, ice. By the way, it's cold out. If I didn't mention ice, <laughs> come on, cold. <laughs> no, we're talking about a different man. The, the Ice Man with two ends. We're gonna yeah. do the the. We're gonna do Some Collateral later. from 2004. Yeah. Miami Vice from 2006 and uh, Black Hat from 2015. Yeah. The latter part yes. of uh, Michael Mann's career. We've when skipped when he starts doing different sort of stuff. I watched his entire filmography for all these podcasts. Well, I mean, some, of them, aren't, some of them aren't like thrillers. Yeah, know, like but I did know. also watch Ali and Public Enemies and Jericho Mile and all that stuff. I watched the. I ended, the only one I ended up uh, getting a chance to watch extra was the Keep. I watched yeah. that too. Yeah. I, uh, did, did you guys have a hand on like some of those bootleg uh, non pan and scan versions? Of the I Keep? have a uh, thirty five millimeter print scan of the Keep. I yeah. have a DVD that we got at work that that looks okay. Looks fine. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a but it's not. It's like a you know widescreen. Yeah, it looks good. It, I mean, it looks like a DVD, but it's like it, it looked fine enough. I think that movie's fine, so it's like it looks. It, that, part, it, that movie's gonna it look is good. Obviously, but. a very flawed movie in a lot of ways, but there are parts of it that I fucking love. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. that I am dying to see, like you know, oh, yeah. look I could, good. I could oh, yeah. probably find a way to get you a copy of that. Yeah, I think I, I think I got another line on it at work too. Yeah, Corey but, might know uh, where it is. Nice. I believe so. Uh, nice. But I've always, especially the end when there's when it's just like pure dorky, yeah. like, like Michael Mann's exacting, bringing his, like bringing his exacting uh, nature to this that sort of that level of dorky yeah, yeah. horse shit yeah. is is a real he's, treat. He's and like clearly I will, I will never do that again. Yeah, he's like not interested in that at all. No but thanks, he's like, I want to make it look pretty. Not for the dorks anymore. <laughs> hey, what are you doing there with that weird magic wand there, partner? <laughs> Trying to make movies for fucking adults, There's very some, serious adults. Some kind of goddamn demon or some shit. <laughs> Get the fuck. Hard pass, Get out of here. Get out of here with that demon. <laughs> Get that demon shit out of here. <laughs> I'm giving away to keep. <laughs> and, and so forth. I ain't so keep, forth. I'm not keeping this one. I am not keeping the keep. You get it? This is, these are, this is the one joke, people. This yeah. is the one joke you're going to get. The this rest of it is just very serious from now on. The first time I've ever told a joke. <laughs> yeah. did, did you think it was funny? You know who's Fuck not you. in any of these movies today? <laughs> was Dennis Freen is not in any of these movies. That's God true. Damn it. Yeah. They 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 broke up. Yeah. Or just... and, he, and he died. What? Yeah, but Farina died. died. He could have been he, in I think collateral. He, I don't think he or... died before Black. I'm not sure if up. he died before Black. I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to look it up. Yep. <laughs> They could have fit him into fucking collateral. He could have replaced board. Jason Statham in collateral. He could have played the uh, wolf. Right. I wish he'd. I wish. Yeah, that was the funniest part. I hadn't seen collateral in years, yeah. and I, it was just like that weird Jason Statham cameo. Oh, 
We're talking about collateral. Yeah, at the we're very beginning. We're talking about collateral. Yeah. You know, if you had just listened to me, we'd be all bogged down in traffic right now, and you would have made yourself an extra five bucks. Yeah, well, you keep that five bucks, buy you something special. Five stops to make. What's your name? Max. Max. I'm Vincent. I'll meet you in the alley behind the building. Oh no! What the hell? You killed him. Red light, Max. Hold on, hold on. Man, you were gonna drive me around tonight and never be the wiser, but we're in the plan B. Now we gotta make the best of it. Improvise, adapt to the environment. Whatever, man, we gotta roll with it. Uh, yeah, it's just like, oh fuck, is that Jason Statham? I don't remember him being in this, and the, there's a reason why because he's just he's, he's literally just, in that one just scene. He's he goes, a cameo. There you go, mate. Here's here's your uh, here's, here's your, your hit, here's your hit here's, list, mate. Here's your hitman. Here's your hitman. He's uh, Australian now. He's Australian. Uh, Oi, there, Gav. Here's your bloody hit list. Here's your bloody hit list. I'm hoping to me rover. And he drives off and punches at the rock or whatever he does now. <laughs> whatever stuff. Jason he wasn't said. he wasn't famous at the time, right? So it wasn't I mean, he was a, famous, but he wasn't you know had, Jason Statham he blown up. Been into all he hadn't been in like all those uh, transporter action movies. Yeah, and stuff. so yeah, it wasn't so. so much a cameo; it was just was a, a role. But he'd been. I mean, he was a guy that was recognizable from I think ma- mainly from the Guy Ritchie stuff he'd been in. I so thought like he'd Snatch been in at least Transporter One. Had at he that maybe? Point. Okay, maybe. I don't know. It seems it just seems like a weird cameo because he's he was like famous enough that like it's weird that he's mm-hmm. he's <laughs> as one line and then disappears from the movie. But it's at the very beginning. But he wasn't like th- as famous as he is now. So. Yeah, oi, is your is your bloody suitcase, love? Is your is your hit list, mate? Go around here. Well, go around, find <laughs> these blokes, kill them, kill them. Go on, walk. Don't out. just wound them. We want them killed. <laughs> Now listen to me. Listen up. You got to do it by. Listen up. You got to do it by sunrise tomorrow. You hear? You good? If you have to put two bullets in their brains, you want tight groups. At a time, tight groups. Tight grouping. Real professional. Two in the sternum, right? And one in the noodle. Uh, One in the computer. I really wish he was Australian now. He is. He does have a ridiculous accent, but uh... have you seen me film Snitch? Snitch. (laughs) Snitch. Snitch. The golden snitch with Brad Pitt. And others? Benicio del Tirio. Benicio del Tirio. Benicio del Tirio. Okay, well, anyway, the movie Collateral, starring Jason Statham. <laughs> starring famous Australian Jason, Jason Statham. Jason Statham is Collateral. collateral. Yeah. Here you go, mate. And that's it. That's the whole movie. <laughs> it's a hell of a picture, though. I like, this. I like this movie. I like this movie, uh... I liked it the it's most. Michael Mann being very uh, I think, pop- populist I like and this, just making I, an entertaining movie. Yeah, I liked it the most uh, I had watching it this time, actually. I think it, I like all my weird problems, whatever problems I had with it before, I was just like, eh, this is just fun. Yeah. It's kind of remind, it reminds me of the, the uh, of uh, like Grand Theft Auto, the video game, just because, <laughs> a little bit because it's just like, like that, like those games, you get all these missions and you have to go to different parts. And so now you're at the, now you're at the like uh, Mexican cowboy bar. Right, and now right. you're at the black jazz club. And now you're, you're visiting your mom in the hospital. Exactly. But you know, not exactly yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like, it gives you a tour of all the, these different sections yeah. of LA. I think it's really fun. And it's like the closest he's, he ever came to like a crowd pleaser, I think. To like, yeah, like a crowd pleaser. Like here's, I mean, maybe Mohicans. Sure. But like, uh, but like to making a movie that was like, Especially more, in his more later, accessible than most of his, his other work. Especially in his later career, because he was like, it seemed like he's almost 
especially the other two we're going to talk to, at times he's almost trying to make movies that people will not like mm-hmm. in some ways. <laughs> not, and I like I like them both, but sure. but he's like he's going like, eh, you know, we're going to push it to this limit where um I'm really you know it's just this verisimilitude and all mm-hmm. this all this Michael Mann stuff that where it's like I'm not even sure I'm I'm supposed to enjoy right. what I'm looking at right now. Whereas Collateral's like. Pretty solid, just Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx, like, uh, buddy movie. It's an, out, it's an outlier to the group, the, the three that we're watching today, because the other two are very much exactly that sort of Michael Mann ethos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one looks, you know, very much looks like a Michael Mann movie. It's got that, you know. It the, behaves the, like one, too. Behaves like one, yeah. but it's got two central characters that are, particularly Jamie Foxx. There's rarely a character who's just as real, as grounded and as likable as Jamie that's, Foxx. That's like not. He's a, not like a yeah. super stoic, right. like, like Michael Mann kind of man. He's like just a regular dude who's like fun and who, who just seems like a nice guy <laughs> right yeah. he's just and it's and it's interesting it's kind of rare for for yeah. a michael mann mo- movie for a kind of normal guy to be in it right who I mean, isn't like we've got to go take care you know like he's not just like stoically spouting jargon although some of the like best that. parts of the movie are when he pretends to be that guy <laughs> yeah absolutely do, that's fun yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great because i'm not the world's biggest Darwin, jamie fox fan but i think he's really fun in this he's movie. great in this he's like really he's like I like I, I like him more in this than in Miami Vice. Okay, uh, but like I, th- I, I would but agree I, with that. But I think that like one of the charms of Jamie Fox is like when he's being very serious. I don't <laughs> I don't like it. But when he's playing like a regular guy, like in this or like even in like Django Unchained, uh-huh. you're like, yeah, he gets to be fun. You're like, yeah, because he's a I think he's probably and he's, a, and he's a comedian, a funny guy. Yeah. I believe he does come from comedy. And so like him playing like a normal guy who then has to pretend to be a tough guy is like better than watching him just be like be a tough guy. Where I'm like, I don't believe, I don't, be- I kind of don't believe it. Yeah. If you don't think Jamie Fox comes from uh, funny, I invite you to watch the Ugly Wanda <laughs> sketches from In Living Color, where he plays a lady who is see if you can wrap your head around this very. Ugly. Ugly. ugly and everybody is disgusted by how hideous she is yeah. and that's the whole skit so. and they did it a thousand times fun stuff <laughs> i give that skit two snaps up <laughs> i'm ready to go that's what she would say and her, and tommy davidson would like try to run away from her like it was a fucking peppy Le Pew cartoon or something like that <laughs> like she's the tasmanian devil in a dress with a bear trap for a mouth uh in this uh, in this, this is my least favorite michael mann movie this is yeah. your we're gonna, Other than the keep, we're gonna get we're to kinda, we're gonna get to my least I mean, favorite. the keep is a thing, but uh, you like the keep more than collateral? No, no. Okay, but I, I mean, say. in general, like when I talk about the man canon, the keep's not really yeah, inside that out of there. it. Or but, and, but, and the TV one. You know, but keep, but you know, I would say on. this is my least favorite. That is, it is still a very 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 good movie. Yeah, uh, I don't really have too many things bad to say about it. But it's, it's but it's not. It, do, but it's not giving you the. Uh, it's not giving me the like existentialist. Uh, you know, hypnodrone that I want, combined <laughs> combined with like the tech fetish verisimilitude of a, of a Michael Mann crime thriller. We'll get to my least favorite man movie pretty soon. Oh yeah, in we this will. Podcast, we but. will. We're definitely gonna get to yes. Uh, but uh, but right now, but this is definitely boy, not. Oh I just think this one's fun. I think Tom Cruise is also great in this. Tom Cruise is great playing, playing, playing typically himself. great Tom Cruise playing a playing a bad guy. I mean, and I I'm like generally a Tom Cruise defender. I think he's pretty good in most everything. I'm not I'm not one of those people who hates just hates Tom Cruise on the face of Tom Cruise. I generally like like him in movies mm-hmm. and so but in this one he's great because I, when he's playing like a fucking bad guy I like don't, in Magnolia and yes. this it's like just like yeah I mean I know you because know, you're like that's what he's really like but I it's also not, I, I feel not, that way I about Leo Tom too. Cruise. Uh, yeah. Like uh, Leonardo, Leo? I feel that way about Leonardo DiCaprio too. Like when he's playing Wolf of Wall Street, he plays little shits. He's the best. You're like, oh fuck yeah, this is this is probably what this guy is like. Yeah. 
and so when, he's right. playing, when he's playing like a, a some a hero that we're supposed to like be feel sorry for, I'm like, I don't, well, I don't. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in America, <laughs> Django, Wolf of Wall Street to the best Leo, where he's playing these shitty, sniveling pieces of yeah, crap. Yeah, <laughs> and and, uh, and I believe, and I don't believe Tom Cruise when he's playing a hero, but when he plays when he plays a villain, sure, right, or Vic Mackey. Or uh, Vic, I mean, Frank T.J. Mac. Frank T. Sorry, Frank T.J. Mac. Who's Vic Mac? Who the cares? Shield. That's right. <laughs> Shit. They're related, uh, though. I, I, I like to think that canonically they're related, <laughs> but I, I find him the most convincing in this because I think this is actually the closest to his. I mean, I don't believe that Tom Cruise. He. I don't believe Tom Cruise is deliberately a murderer. I'm sure you know, that, he, I'm he, sure that people he, have died on his watch. Yeah, I don't know that he's actually killed people, but he's had people. Killed. You don't think he's killed anyone? No, personally, no, he, I don't he, think he he's has, done he's it with had his people own hands. killed. Tom Cruise wouldn't do it with his own hands. Too close. He had one of his clones do it. And I'm <laughs> sure some of his kind of like slave labor died uh, like on, on that property where they all left. Look, I, don't, uh, I you know. don't have any proof, and I'm not disputing your, your assertion that you think he would never get his hands dirty. But my counter-argument is he did once just to see what it felt like. Because I mean, this is the guy who's like, I'm going to climb the Burj Khalifa. He's like, I'm going to take mo- man down the most dangerous game. You know, like, he killed somebody. Yeah, okay, maybe. One time. But they couldn't like, uh, like Jeff Bridges, couldn't film it. Like Jeff Bridges' character in The Vanishing. Like, I just right, needed right. to see if I could do it. Do you think yeah. that's his pitch? That was all. Do you think that's his pitch for the next Mission Impossible movie? Is it's like, <laughs> what stunt do you want to do in this one? He's like, I, Can kill I, I want to actually kill people in this one. I can I kill a dude. Can I just kill people in this one? Can we one? figure out, is there a country that we can go to <laughs> that has laws? Like, where we can still film it, and it's like, right. technically, like, it's w- weird, but it's legal still, or we can And still we can tell them. American audiences that, that we didn't kill them, or whatever. No, no, he wants yeah, to Yeah, we'll, like we'll have Pete no, no, on set no. to, like, the Humane sure. Society to make sure no animals were harmed. The making of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, he has to tell people that it happened. Otherwise, what's the point? I just don't think they're gonna, they're going to release that movie in America. <laughs> but I'm saying, but so watch a person. Okay. No, no, they'll go like, it looks like you really killed that guy. No, it's CGI. This is what I'm saying. That he will kill them, and then they will be like, no, 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 no. that was movie magic. But we really. You think he'll right, do more than one take? Really they'll do. They'll hit. They'll, they'll <laughs> I think do he's going to do like 15, 20 takes to get it right. Actually, they've probably done that on one of them already, just to get it out of his system. And then they're like, he's like, okay, is, now I'll strap myself. Now I'll pilot a helicopter. This is what I'm saying. He yeah. did it one time. No, I think he does it every mission. And I don't. Impossible. I don't know if he did it with his bare hands or if he shot them from a distance with a high-powered sniper rifle. I don't know. Strapped a bomb to somebody's chest, made a rubber bank. Who knows? Mm. I think he killed David Miscavige's uh, wife. That that could be exactly who who it was. Miscavige had. Uh, am I pronouncing that right? Who cares? Yeah, Miscavige. Yeah, Miscavige yeah. had Tom Cruise do it to prove his loyalty to the system. He's no, like, Tom. No, I got. I got something for you. No, nope. it's my wife. She I knows too much. I don't buy this. Again, I'm sticking to my guns on this. This is a man who wants to do his own stunts. He's like, I want to make a movie in outer space. He didn't have to be talked into killing anybody. That's he true. just wanted to do it. And he's kind of to, in charge. To do it. He wanted to do it to see how it felt. He's like co-partners with Miscavige anyway. Yeah. Maybe like for, all, for all we know, he did kill Shelly Miscavige, but it wasn't his. It wasn't David's idea. It was Tom's idea. He was like, we got to get David, rid of David, we got to kill your wife. We gotta, why? Does she know too much? No, I just really want to kill someone, and I don't like her. I looked at her neck, and I could see the pulse going, and, yeah. I, and like a vampire. And I wanted and to snuff it out. Snuff I it wanted out. to snuff it out like a candle. <laughs> well, like a vampire. <laughs> like an energy vampire. <laughs> so we all agree that Tom Cruise is a murderous sociopath, so I'm glad we're all on that. <laughs> Matt enjoy or Kevin enjoys him a little bit more as a movie star. But I mean, I think I love well, him lo- as Matt a movie star way more than Matt's Kevin. Matt's a big fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in favor of his murderous <laughs> attitudes. Like, <laughs> I think he it. should be allowed to, to murder people. But at any rate, he plays a murderer in this movie. 
He really does. A skilled <laughs> murderer. Yeah, he's the Michael Mann character in this movie. Yeah. Also, the, I think also he's the, also the cops are the, the two, like, uh, uh, bumbling cops. Not bumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Peter Berg. Uh, Peter Berg doesn't do much. And then, shit, you know. No, but uh, they both, they both, those are two other characters that are like straight out of like a Michael Mann central casting or whatever. That's true. Where you're just sort yeah. of like, get two guys in there talking cop talk for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> just that's doing- when it, yeah, it'll flash uh, to this other stuff where those two are talking. You're like, oh, this is definitely a Michael Mann movie. Because it's a little bit of like a cat and mouse for a bit where it's like, oh, are these guys going to get him? And then I which, which, one of my favorite things in the movie is how that storyline is abruptly. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Like, abruptly killed. We'll get to that, though. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. It which, is surprising. It was surprising the first time I saw it, and this time still I was like, oh, damn, that's that's pretty cool. He's got no way out at that point. <laughs> it's, they, they present a door, and then they close the yeah, door. It's literally. Great. I think it's really cool. Uh, uh, but there, another thing that's that's unique in these in the, for, for, for this one from the other two is that there's these romances in the other two that yeah. are very perfunctory, just sort of like, we're both attractive, we're fucking, we, lo- we love each other. I would That's not it. call either of those romances perfunctory. They feel at perfunctory all. to me. And, I mean, they uh, might seem narratively perfunctory just in terms of like, well, there's a guy and the girl and they're hot and then they bone. But I mean, yeah. like emotionally, they're pretty much the core of both of those two movies. Oh, for sure. Hmm. I mean, they're they're very important, particularly in well, really in both of them, yeah. honestly. And uh, and I don't think they're like unaffected or anything, but they are just sort of like these people well, who he, uh, barely even share. Also, a the, the other two, the other two women in in those movies, like uh, in Black Hat and Miami Vice, are are sort of the they have way more agency than most of the women in his previous movies. Yes. I mean, well, I mean, in this one, there's <clears throat> there's not really, that's not really, a lot of the other movies, I mean, most of the movies have, like, some sort of romance, mm-hmm. wh- which is something oh, I noticed yeah, while we, watching we all these. We pointed out in is, the last episode, they almost all very, do. They're very horny. Yeah, but it's, which is which is something that's really great. Like, Sophie was watching this, pointing out, I was watching one of them yesterday, Mamie Vice or, or one of them, she was, like, talking about, like, she's like, it's so, she's like, all these movies are about these, like, men you know, these like they're all like it's all super hyper focused on men, but they're always like they're always like these uh sort of like sad romantics yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. and like all the heroes are also like obsessed with these with these women, and there's lots of like uh, which I think is is I mean not not in like the insider, but definitely no. like Mohicans yeah. and like uh, certainly in Vice and Black Hat and, and, and Public and, Enemies and Heat. You know, yeah. I mean, a Thief. I mean, anyway, there's it's, it Ali. was it was a it was a thread I wasn't expecting from these movies because I was like, oh, it's all about the men talking, men talking stuff. And then it's yeah. like, oh, it's about the it's also like a lot about these men like getting into getting into these real horny romances mm-hmm. with women. But in and this not one, not in this one. There's but no, in this there's one, no time you see, for that. But like, there is a whole lot of time, like ten minutes <clears> with uh, Jamie Fox and Jada Pinkett. In yeah. the cab at it's the very cute. beginning, where they're just where they have genuine chemistry, yeah. and they and it's an actual like man and woman having a full conversation, like liking, enjoying each other, and yeah. hitting it off, and you and you see them bouncing off each other and enjoying each other's company. And to, to me, I was and I think that's a it's a fucking great scene and a really cool way to start yeah, the movie. Yeah. A, star, a movie that is a bullet that is like a hardcore violent action movie and yeah. stuff to start it with this like long casual just like very pleasant right. really well acted scene between these two where you're like those I like those two I hope they do hook up they yeah. they they seem like they'd be good together uh, good good for both of them I like them both yeah and in the and the romances in Miami Vice and Black Hat are just sort of like these two attractive people that yeah, go like magnets yeah together <laughs> like yeah, yeah. even the se- there's a scene in black hat not to skip too forward where they're just standing next to each other and, and it's, then it's like oh, clearly, let's, let's fuck they now. have the night and there's nothing to do so yeah. they fuck yeah <laughs> it's just sort of like well we're both attractive we might as well be in love <laughs> why not one thing i noticed watching uh these three movies and i also in the meantime watched uh public enemies which is awesome yeah. uh all of them have the diner scene from thief 
Yeah. Every single one of them has a scene where the guy and the girl sit down, talk about where each other's backstories are and where they're coming from emotionally and what's going to happen now. That's true. This movie opens with that. And then she's right. and then she disappears mm-hmm. from the movie which for, in, mo- for most of the movie. For most of the in movie. Miami, 90% in Miami of the movie. Vice there's a, it's a long sequence with her with him and Gong Li. Um, and then in Black Hat, there's the Chinese restaurant where she's like, you know, I'm sorry for what happened to you in prison. And he's like, no, don't be sorry for me. You know, he does that That's whole thing. Right. They all have that scene. It's like, it's crucial to laying, Michael Mann's Laying romances. out the whole thing. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Interesting. And, like, I've seen these movies dozens of times over the years. Like, Michael Mann's one of my favorite directors. I've watched these movies over and over and over again. Until this past sort of run through of his career, I'd never noticed that that scene sort of exists in one version or another in almost every one of his well, movies. Well, you probably didn't watch all of them back to back before. I mean, ten, I tend to, but I just didn't I just didn't catch it. This is hmm. interesting. It's interesting is it also because in Miami Vice and uh, Black Hat, they're very, it's very high stakes at the time that those yeah. things are happening. Mm-hmm. In, in Miami Vice, it's like a relationship between like, you know, hunter and the hunted, essentially. Sort of, yeah. Cops and robbers sort of thing. And in Black Hat, they're fucking in, in, involved in a real yeah. jackpot. And in this one, it's just two, two nice people. I mean, J- yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith is, is but, up to her neck and but, something, but she doesn't quite know it yet. I would argue right. that that's not the scene that I'm talking about. Ooh. I'm talking about the scenes in the scene in the cab where they're talking about their fathers and their mothers and like Vincent is like you know here's what my father did to me and all this stuff. The scenes the scene the scene in Collateral is between the Tom scene in Collateral is between Jamie Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Right. It's not between Jamie Foxx and Jada Pinkett. Although it's although it is though too because at the beginning of the movie it is that scene with him and Jada Pinkett where he's he like here's my, here's my plan oh, yeah. here's my dream here's 100%. what I'm going to do. But I mean I mean the central relationship in Collateral isn't between Jada Pinkett and no. And uh, Jamie Foxx. I was telling you last week, uh, and I said this before years ago on Letterboxd, but this movie is Michael Mann's My Dinner with Andre. (laughs) Collateral? Yeah, 100%. It's two guys. Pretty unique take. It's two guys in a space talking about their existential crises. Tell me more. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sensitive Bon Mott. I would love to play that video game. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Uh, you know that's just going to be one quarter, too. Well, anyway, the no, pl- way uh, no it's Dragon's game. Lair, where it's just like, you it's get fuck. killed every... <laughs> fuck, you cannot hold the conversation with Andre Gregory. It's, it's t- he is too scintillating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's too scintillating a dinner guest. It's like Dragon's Lair, and they only give you like a split second yeah, to exactly. hit the exactly. Yeah, like, you have to say it. You have to say exactly the right thing at exactly the right too time. Too late. You're covering the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Dick I'm Cabot is a stooge. <laughs> I'm going to go back to directing plays, or whatever my character does. Exactly. Um... So what's the plot of Collateral, though? Well, Tom Cruise is Pretty a hitman, simple. and he's come to Los Angeles to kill some some hits, mm-hmm. and uh, he his plan is to get into a taxi cab and be taken around all around town by the taxi man driver to kill all of his, his dead people's his hits. He's right. done it before. And he's working for Colombian cartel. Yep. And we'll find out later what's going on there. Uh but uh, something goes awry. Something goes awry at the very first at the very first stop. Yeah. On the on the list of hits, the guy falls out the window and lands on the top of the cab and blows Tom Cruise's cover <laughs> with Jamie Foxx, so to speak. Uh, that's a great scene where it's he's a like, great scene. The he's idea like, is, you, you, push it, it, you threw that guy out of the window. No, no, it's like, no, he, I. He no. goes, you killed him, and he goes, no, the bullets in the fall the killed him. The fall killed it. No, I shot him. The bullets in the fall killed him. Yeah, uh, he, he is not. It's not supposed to be this exciting, uh, or and he's right. done this before. God knows how many times. I mean, we know for sure one other time in San Francisco, but it's supposed yeah. to be just like I'm going to give you a couple hundred bucks, and you're my private chauffeur. Then I blame the whole thing on you, the cab driver, and I'm scot free, and I'm out of there. Yeah. But it all gets fucked right at the very beginning. Yeah. When the fat guy, as they point out multiple times, is very fat. <laughs> <laughs> they point out how fat he is. 
throughout the whole thing. I think even the cops were like, oh, how about the fat guy? That they well, they knew him. That's right. He, he was... Because yeah. they're all witnesses. They're, yeah, that's right. The spoiler. Yeah. Well, Mark Ruffalo figures that out eventually. But like that, but he was also a guy that Mark Ruffalo knew. Yeah, he's a CI he's for a Ruffalo. CI, so that's why they. He's like, this guy's not responding or whatever. Yeah, this yeah. is like, this looks, uh, this looks kind of strange that his window's smashed out. It's also, re- yeah, his body's gone, but there's blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, what about the blood? <laughs> I really and Peter like Berg's uh, like, it's nothing. Who cares? I want to go to bed. Yeah, Peter Berg uh, is. I go to bed. Peter Berg I mean, and Mark they both Ruffalo. have they both have good uh, good <laughs> arguments. Like, you know, on the one hand, maybe solve the crime. On the other hand, bed is Fuck great. That. Going to bed is great. I enjoy the Peter Berg Mark Ruffalo <laughs> dynamic because Peter Berg is very much the like sort of, yeah, he's like the the like more low key like one of. Those robbery homicide guys in Michael Mann's movies that aren't like totally wired, and then you have Mark Ruffalo, who's an absolute cliche of a Michael Mann character. He's maybe the most basic version of that guy that's ever been in a Michael Mann movie. He's got the slick back hair. Yeah, is he under, is he l- undercover? Is that why he looks like that? No. He's just like a criminal. That's just who he is because yeah. he's awesome. Amazing. He's got the leather duster or whatever, like the long trench coat. And I love the way that they introduce him, Jesus. like with the like that harmonica music. Like it's hilarious. Yeah, mixed bag of music, by the way. I would this argue one, this one. Yeah, for I would sure. argue that the uh, this is the word turned that the, the yeah. harmonica the hard rock intro to uh, or bluesy intro to Mark Ruffalo's character is actually worse than the Audio Slave Coyote scene because yeah. I think that Audio Slave song actually works pretty well. It's 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 not so much the audio it's not so much the song but it's it's that it keeps it, that, like that scene where it cuts back and forth between the coyote to Tom Cruise yeah too many times he's like a like coyote. A, Right, but it's that thing where it's like it's like the movie's He's like also like a shark. Mm, we're not sure you, we're not sure you're gonna get it, so let's show it to you just one more, just in case you missed it. They're well, looking. They at gotta each take other. it to the limit one more time. It was when the Audio Slave song started popping up oh, in all man. the other Michael Mann yeah. movies too, and th- and I've had one of those fucking songs stuck in my head for the last few days, and I'm deeply resentful really? of that. Too. Is it this one? I don't know. They all sound the same. That shit sounds like nothing to me. So it's just like it, like I hear it and I go like ugh, and then it's just like gone. You yeah. know, I can't like it doesn't stick in there. I don't know. I'm like, what is what the fuck there's is this? A couple worse. It just sounds like garbage. There's a I couple mean, there's worse, the worst, one of the we'll worst songs ever in Miami Vice, and it's 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 actually one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I know. We'll we'll get to it. It's a worst. Can't yeah. wait. We're gonna spend a lot of time on that because it's one of the few black eyes on that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but collateral, yeah. So that's the whole plot, and then Jamie Fox has to sort of be—he's roped in as his partner yeah. almost, and he's like, "Well, now you know what I'm doing." And so, but also, but also, there's like, you know, uh, Jamie Fox is like, you know, this cab driver, and he wants to—he wants to segue into like opening a, his own chauffeur business with these like right. really high-end limousines. Yeah, and he's got like all these ambitions and these dreams and these plans, but he's kind of a meek guy. He—he's unable to sort of right. capitalize on that ambition. Uh, and and you know he's a bit timid as we find out as we the find thing. out and it so seems like he seems like he's a real go getter and he's got this plan and then we find yeah. out later that he's had this plan for a, for a long, long time. time and has done very little yeah Dunkers. and so Vincent yeah. uh, and Max develop this rep this this relationship where Vincent is constantly sort of like kind of mentoring him a little bit yeah and and Max is always sort of like challenging Vincent's sort of cynical nihilistic ideas about about people and about living and uh, Vincent is is sort of pushing him in the opposite direction to be more of a shark, to be a go-getter, to constantly take what he wants. It's a really interesting dynamic. The two of them are fucking awesome together. The bulk of the movie is them in a cab talking. Yeah. 
And when it's not them in a cab talking, it's fucking guys getting shot. It's fucking great. <laughs> or it's, it's like, really or cool. it's like uh, you know, long conversations about jazz, and then a guy gets shot. That, right. Yeah, that's a highlight. I really you know? love the scene where he goes to get the second <laughs> to kill the second guy in the high rise apartment building, who I can, looks very familiar to me, but I can never I can never yeah, place him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but then Max is like starts to get somebody's attention. Outside in the cab because he's been zip tied to the steering oh, wheel. Oh, that's yeah. And and this guy comes and and robs him. These two guys <laughs> hey, come and rob him. Bitch, I'm gonna fucking rob you, fucking bitch. Like just this villain. Just some yeah. Just some just the most villainous man hey, in those the guys world. Are, well, it's like a gang of these guys who are probably racist yeah. too. And he takes Vincent's uh, briefcase, which has all of his his uh, hitman data in it. And uh, but Vincent catches him on the way out. It's just such an awesome scene. Where he's like. Hey, bro. And the guy's like, starts to step to Tom Cruise for a second, and Tom Cruise just like, bam, bam, bam. Just kills him in seconds, and it's so cool. And then he goes back without looking and puts another bullet in one of their brains. So <laughs> awesome. Where's the no-look brain sh- brain pan shot? <laughs> oh, man. It's a real, it's really great. But that that, that dude, that, that, that always kind of... The, the, know, obvi- the take- obvious Aryan Brotherhood Where guy who tries to stick so up Jamie Foxx, like fuck you, bitch. Uh, I don't. And then yeah. and Jamie Foxx goes like, like there's a situation going on here. Can't you see that my hands are tied to this uh, are tied to this steering wheel? And he goes, I don't give a fuck what they're tied to. And then he like fake shoots him and goes bop. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're like, boy, I hope he dies. Yeah, if yeah, he gets I mean, killed, I won't. That won't bother me at all. And <laughs> I, indeed, he does. I mean, it's obviously a setup punchline for Tom Cruise to show up. I just love the way like, he pops like, those guys in him. seconds. It's very cool. Tom Tom Cruise, like as as usual, physically uh, yeah. commits to it. Very very believable as this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what, what's the the story? He, he he was probably like a military guy before. I mean, yeah, they don't talk about it, but I feel like uh, heavy detail. Any, I feel like he's uh, he's. Um, uh, Martin Blank, but yeah. you know, stayed evil. Yeah, he says would, he says something. I would something love about, to see this movie, but with Martin. Well, Blank. I mean, we've already talked about how there needs yeah, yeah. to be a Martin Blank John Wick crossover. <laughs> it's too bad Vincent's dead at the end of this. Was, the one with Martin Blank because it would just be Martin Blank like using this cab driver as his psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm ta- I'm, I'm ta- am I talking too much? Am I talking too anyway, much? Uh, anyway, I'm going to tie you to the steering wheel. It's nothing personal. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, come on. What are you? But I do. But I do know you. But I will. I do know where you live. That doesn't. That's not designed to make me feel good. Good. I'm not scary, <laughs> but I am scary. <laughs> uh, I never thought they, they, it does. He is Tom Cruise's character, and this is a little like Martin Blake. Yeah, I mean, like, like a less funny. Martin I had a Blake, nervous breakdown. Went into the went into the army. Anyway. Became a professional killer. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Cruise makes this sort of like when he asks him how long he's been doing being a hitman. He's like six years for private enterprise. Yeah, like, implying that you know he Maybe was he was government. government or a that. government. Yeah, that's that's a good point. A lot of these guys don't contract for the U.S. Yeah. But he's, but you know, I think real legit training. Yeah, we can be, we can assume, legit like military or Certainly. ops training oh, or something sure. like that. But I mean, also and he, he looks and he does and he does it well for a, yeah. for a five foot tall guy. He, I mean, he's also like you know, share, share, they're sharing quote unquote with each other, and the whole the whole time he's sharing, you're like, is any of this what he's saying? Tr-? You know, you don't know. Yeah. And also, anything what, if any of what he's yeah. saying is true. And also, like he's the Joker. He's happy to share. <laughs> Sorry. I, I I think it's possible that it's untrue, but I think it's more likely that it is true because Vincent expects to kill him. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I, I read it as true. Yeah, and he looks in like sometimes when he's talking about his dad, and but obviously not the part where he says he killed his dad, but like other parts where he's talking about his background, he looks very bitter. Yeah, I think the part. Where, I mean, like when he says he killed his dad, you know he did it. I mean, it's it's. Oh, you think he actually did kill his dad? Oh yeah, even though he says like, no, I didn't kill him. He did. I don't. And I, I don't even think it's so much that he's gonna, think it was liver that disease. He's gonna kill him. 
that he's like, I can tell him this personal stuff because I'm going to kill him as much as well, it is. Well, he also likes him. That's what I mean. As much he as, does as, like as, as much as there's a friendship. Yeah. Like that, like, uh, he's like, I can tell this guy anything. I'm going to kill him. He would I don't, I don't care about that. But also, like, this guy's kind of my friend and I can talk to him. Yeah, that's stuff, why. Sure. Yeah, he's telling him because he likes him. But also, he's like, it's okay that I do that because I'm going to kill him later. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He wants yeah, to maybe. tell him. He yeah. wouldn't, if it was some other dipshit cab driver, he wouldn't tell him anything. Well, because I'm going to spoil the, the part. So Mark Ruffles chasing after him and then, like, there's a part where Mark Ruffalo gets Jamie Foxx at this point, and he's essentially and like, he's rescuing he's, him. He's rescuing him, and he gets out to the cab, and there's been this big shootout, and it's all confusing. And then uh, Tom Cruise like shoots Mark Ruffalo, just kills him right there. But it's also like in that moment, I've always seen it as like because then he goes, "Come on, come on!" Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As him like going like, "I'm saving, I'm you. saving you." Yeah, I saved you from the bad guys, and you're like. Oh, you didn't, but it's also it's like almost cute because it's almost yeah. like it's almost sweet. Where he's like, "Come on, man, we're all, we're in this together, right?" Like, yeah. and Jamie Fox kind of does just go along with him because he's in a daze at that point. And yeah, it's kind of funny. When he like, yells at him, he's like, okay. "Why did you kill that guy?" And he's like, "What the fuck do you mean? Why did I kill that guy?" Right, right around. Well, what are we doing here? <laughs> right around this time, I forget exactly. It might not have been con- completely contemporaneous, but he also made this James Mangold movie called Night and Day, which a lot of people oh, don't really have Cameron any fondness Diaz. for. But I think it's really, really fun for the most part. And Tom Cruise also plays like uh, an extremely charming special forces guy in that movie, and his relationship with Cameron Diaz in that is kind of similar to this, just in the sense that like, <laughs> like, like, like you're saying, like he's like, come on, come on, let's go, we're in this together. Like, there's always there's all this shit in Night and Day where like you know she's driving the car and kills a guy, and he's like, you're doing great. Yeah, he's very he's very flippant about yeah. like the gra- the grave it's situation. Re- it's really funny. One of my favorite Tom Cruise performances. Um, but I also love like the I mean the night photography. In oh, the Michael, digital in Michael Mann amazing. movies is mm. always good, but I just love the like. Oh, this got this has a lot of like uh, like overhead again. Grand Theft Auto, they're mm-hmm. like earlier Grand Theft Auto games, but like the overhead like uh, yeah. bird's eye view shots of the car driving all over L.A. and it's just this great. Like, Michael Mann shoots the shit out of L.A. People like I love the fact that a lot of people see the freeways and stuff in L.A. as like an absolute eyesore and an abomination, which they are. But Michael Mann <laughs> he sees, shoots them very beautifully. Michael yeah. Mann sees them and goes like, "Oh man, I could make something beautiful out of this." Well, the and digital in this is pretty pioneering for for its time. Yeah, well, it wasn't yeah, all shot digital. It was 35 and digital. It's mostly digital. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, there's some 35. But you can always tell, like, all the exterior stuff, especially when you can get those deep, deep shots, when yep. you can see the whole skyline in very de- in very good detail behind the windows and cars and stuff. That's yeah. all digital. You can never get that on 35. And we wouldn't get those. We wouldn't get those yeah, coyotes on Most people can't get 35. that on digital. I know. That's right. the problem. Is that like, or they're not trying anymore. Well, I watch these movies and go like, man, look at this guy shooting, shooting this digital and like really getting colors out of it. And then I watch you watch the digital stuff, which is everything now, and it's yeah. like, why do night scenes look like mud? What happened? Yeah. There's a fucking, good article in on Vox this week about exactly this. Supposed to put put some fucking lights in here, you dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this your job? <laughs> no, I love the way this movie looks. It's amazing. I especially like uh, because it's so it tends to be kind of gold and green because mm-hmm. those are like the 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 lights in in the city and then they'll move into interesting locations like the jazz bar or Fever the nightclub and it's blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my favorite scene in this movie is the the whole the whole the whole Javier Bardem sequence <laughs> of the movie where he's talking at the he's cowboy talking about, bar. Yeah, at the at the Mexican nightclub where he's talking about uh, Black Peter, Black Peter, the li- little burro. I like the way he's just like they take the list of dedos, the fingers, the informants. It's very funny. This is the kind of movie that like you're like, man, this is great. P is action and it's fun and I like it. Harvey Bardem and then Harvey Bardem's in it. Like Jesus yeah, Christ, great scene. That's amazing. I love the music in that scene where he's like, he's like, he tricks Javier Bardem into thinking he's Vincent. 
gets him to like actually not kill him and give him the data again. Tell that guy behind me to take his hand off his fucking shove gun, it his and shove it up his fat ass or whatever. And then he's what's and he, it, and he walks out of the uh, he walks out of the nightclub triumphant, and there's this really cool music <laughs> over this plane over, him, and he just looks so badass for a second. What's the what's the I Ching line? You know, Darwin, Darwin, Darwin I, Ching. I Ching. Shit happens. Deal with it. Improvise. Roll with it. Yeah, gonna improvise. Del Close, Del Close, yes, who's, who is in Thief. That's right. I forgot to point out the Del yeah. Close. She's one. Of, she's one of the guys you work in the used Chicago car lot. Native. He's the inventor of improv. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's true. Huh. Taught all the UCB guys and stuff. Okay. Interesting. Apparently, he's kind of a druggy scumbag too. But yeah. uh, you know, Wait, people can he, be complex. Who's he play? He's what? in one of the used car lot guys in Thief. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but he's not in this. No. No. Oh. Okay. He was he, he's a he Chicago was, guy. Like, this du- improv dude who was fucking massive in his field, but then hmm. also had a, just a handful of small, tiny roles in movies. Okay. Throughout the way, never quite made it in the movie biz. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. He didn't make it to like Apatow. Uh, no, no. If he if he'd only lived that long, <laughs> he could have been an Apatow movie. He's just being <laughs> old just, and grizzled. Just improv for hours. We'll just keep rolling. <laughs> this is the scene where we're talking about how gay each other are. Ah, it's gonna be great. It's always gonna work. It's timeless. It's always t- timeless comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the jazz scene is uh, is the highlight. First time I saw Barry Shawaka Henley too, who who became sort of a man stock character guy. He showed up in a lot of his stuff. Yeah, he's in. Although he's in Ali too, but it's I didn't recognize him from Ali. He plays Herbert, but in that. But anyway, he's in Vice. He's in Vice. He's on uh, a show that was contemporaneous to uh, like around Ali time on CBS. It was a one season wonder called Robbery Homicide Division, starring Tom Sizemore that was the man produced and is actually super Michael Manny. It's really oh. good. Shot on di- shot on digital video, like grainy digital video, like this. And Tom Sizemore is basically doing like Vincent Hanna from Heat. As like you know, the world's most high-strung fucking <laughs> homicide detective in L.A. <laughs> has a relationship with uh, an Asian woman who's like a like a money launderer for a drug cartel, which wow. shows up again in Vice. Like, there's all kinds of shit all over it, and I believe that um, I not, I might be misremembering the actress, but I'm pretty sure that Bruce McGill's partner, the black lady, is also on the show. Shit, that's uh, cool. Hmm. Yeah, he's also in another show that shoots L.A. very well, in my opinion, and that is maybe arguably a tiny bit man esque. But Matt might fight me on this one. A little TV show called Bosch. Oh God! <laughs> he had a he, he's not like a regular, but he had a role in a couple seasons as a dirty cop. Let me tell you a little something about Bosch. That show fucking sucks. <laughs> Let me tell you a little something about. Bosch. But everyone loves it. I watched all of it, and we'll watch the uh, little offshoot show that they did. But it is not good. By the I time have, I haven't seen it, but I could, uh, but I've seen I've seen. Uh, uh, clips from it, and I, yeah, I could, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that it's probably clearly influenced by Michael Mann. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh they shoot the <laughs> shit out of L.A. on it. It's not a good show, but it looks fucking great. By the by the time this airs, the embargo will be up, and I am legally allowed to tell you that I've seen the new Reacher show. Mm. Oh, which is also complete shit, <laughs> but extremely entertaining. So even if I'm dead wrong about Bosch, which I'm prepared to admit to being, I don't know about you, that. especially you, Travis. You should watch Reacher. Oh I, yeah, Matt. All, all you had to say was it's like Bosch, and I was like, yep. it's very dad show. Okay. It's very dad show. I'm surprised you haven't given Jack Ryan a try. Oh, I did. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Did you watch Without Remorse? The the yes, that was good. That was great. Yeah, but I didn't like Ryan too much either. Anyway, yeah, fucking. I think I hate John Krasinski. 
he's not and very I good on that, that show. I found that out watching the because I'd never even thought about it before, and I'd watched The Office and various other stuff, and then I was watching that, and I was like, Marge, I think I hate John Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> but you should watch Reacher. Who could you? Reacher is America's sweetheart. Bruce McGill is on Reacher. Oh, okay, shit, man. So that's good. Playing, I mean, as soon as he shows up, you're like, I know who this guy is, and that's him. But it's great that it's Bruce McGill. Love um, BMG. Yeah, I think you, uh, everybody within the sound of my voice, watch that garbage program, Reacher. It, it's really fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna. There's but, a there's a part where he hangs a guy over a fucking like fire escape on a tie, like he he gets the guy's necktie, then jumps over the fire escape railing, so the guy is stuck bent backwards over the over the railing, while Reacher is like hanging from his neck and just kills him. <laughs> and right, then after I'll the, watch after the guy's dead, he fall he like lets go, drops down to the street level, and as he walks away out the alley, they play Spirit in the sky and it's just supposed to be really fucking funny that he murdered this guy like brutally and it's awesome the whole show is like that and all the jack reacher fans are, are finally satisfied because yeah, there like a is big an dude. actual big guy playing him this time yeah. which is all that matters although i do enjoy the uh, the first tom cruise jack his reacher hands movie. are the size of turkeys yes if you don't have his ha- like tom cruise's hands are the aren't even the size of cornish game hens <laughs> pathetic <laughs> But what's not pathetic is that jazz scene. No, it's great. What's the actor's name again? Barry Shabaka Henley. Barry Shabaka, yes. And you know that it can't, that nothing, like this this, this scene really benefits, at least the first time you watch it, from Tom Cruise's amusingly casual relationship with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And, you, and, it, and at the time, when I remember watching it the first time, you're like, is this just a brief excursion where he's trying to set him at ease? Yeah. Right, like don't take he's, him to a jazz club. He says it as such. Yeah. He's, li- you know, can can you imagine the sociopath lied to him? Yeah. <laughs> Where he goes like, let's take a break from all the killing and go to this jazz club. Also, seems like he's actually a jazz fan, though. Yeah, I think he is. No, I know. That's what's cool about it. He that knows it's like- more about Miles Davis than the jazz guy, <laughs> than the well, jazz bow. Although he kills the jazz guy before he gets to, he gets to finish I really his like Miles it. Davis That's story. True. I really so like true. it in he's any like- action movie where a guy gets shot like four times in the head with a twenty-two silence pistol. It's like. Just does poop, 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 and then he's just gone. It always reminds me of Steve Martin in uh, My Blue Heaven, where he's talking about he's getting shot with a twenty-two. Do you remember this? He tells a whole story about it's like, well, if you get shot with one of those, they just sort of rattle around in your head, you know, until you die. And that's always that's always what I think of. Joe anyway. Pesci does that to a lady in Casino. Too. Yep. Yeah. He goes bam, 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 like and then puts like, her head inside. That's great. There you go, baby. Yeah. Hey, have a good night there. Uh, <laughs> I just always think of that from Casino where she's like yelling at him in the parking lot. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Okay, okay there. Have, right. a, have a good night. All okay, right, see you later. Right. Be safe. Drive safe out Drive there. Safe. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, this scene's great, and, and they're just talking jazz. They're talking Miles Davis, and this guy gets to do a brief Miles Davis impression. Cool. And it meant pretty good, but not ready. And like the story's great, and you're like, yeah, man, I love a guy, a jazz guy, telling a story about Miles Davis. And then it just shifts immediately yeah. to Cartagena. Like, like what, how, do, how do your our friends in Cartagena and whatever feel about that? And like, oh no. And that's when Jamie Foxx is kind of like, oh man, he's gonna kill another guy. God damn it! <laughs> but this time he had to bring like, Jamie Foxx the- in, yes, because he left him in the car the other time and he got robbed. So he he's like, trouble. all right, well now you have to come with me. He's improvising. Yeah. Like jazz. Darwin, I Ching, duck close. Jazz and stuff. <laughs> Darwin, I Ching, Apatow. Apatow. Roll with it. Funny bones. Larry David. Linerama. <laughs> Linerama. Boner jams. <laughs> That's still funny. That's still funny, Boner. although I contend that Tommy invented that and not Judd Apatow. No, I think he took. I think Tommy got it from Four Year Old Virgin. No. Oh. I mean, but I, look, oh, Tommy. I would say Tommy popularized it, though. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That's fair. Amongst us. Well, I. Tommy, if you're listening to this, I still think you invented it. 
Tommy, Aww. look, uh, Tommy, if you're listening sweet. to this, I look, I like you more than I like Judd Apatow. For movies, sure, I do. So, yeah, I, mean, I like I like him more than I like him more than I like Judd Apatow too. Like in real life, maybe I've never met oh, Judd Apatow. He seems like a nice guy. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> wow. Jed Apatow, if you're listening, sorry that Matt hates I had, you. I know no, sorry, that was, an, that was an improv. I could do it any other way. I could do it. Jed Apatow, great guy. Wow, yeah. amazing. Yes, and That's I agree with improv. you that he's yeah. a great guy. That's solid guy. improv. Solid improv. I could go, I'm ambidextrous. How gay is Judd Apatow? He's so gay. He's so gay. That, uh, sheep count him. Sheep count him. <laughs> <laughs> My motherfucker's so gay. Yeah. <laughs> Sheep count him. When he does gay stuff, sheep count him. <laughs> so at some point, Jamie Foxx sticks stands up to Tom Cruise and like throws all his paperwork off of a, off of a like. That's a, a great scene bridge. with one of the better shots in the movie where he throw he throw he, he he grabs all of his workups. This is at the hospital. This is this funny scene where uh, mm-hmm. where to Tom Cruise is like talking to his mom and she's like, "I don't like you, Jamie Foxx, but hey, the strange guy, you're cool." And it's like you can tell that that's. A shit that she does, and yeah, why yeah. it's exasperating. To also, Jamie like Fox. Tom Cruise is like, buy your mom some flowers. Yeah, yeah. He's like, just Everybody gonna go up flowers. And I love, I love Tom. Flowers. I love Everybody Vincent's whole act where he's doing. He keeps trying to do stuff to like sort of push Jamie Fox to do the right thing. Like when when they get pulled over by the cops, or like when when the the dispatcher guy is yeah. like telling him that he's liable for the damage on his car, and he like pretends to be a fucking county prosecutor or whatever. He, he like helps him sometimes. It's very weird. It's really good. I mean, he's helping himself to help him, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's it's true. Cool. But it's but it's. But un- then there's stuff where yeah. he's like talking about how where he was like analyzing him stuff and and, and talking about how and, and he and he's going like if you ever get out of here you got to do this and do that and it seems like he's like comes from a real place. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um. But this but this scene at the hospital where he's like you know his mom has drawn uh, Vincent in and then he just goes ah fuck this and grabs his bag and r- goes running ac- across the the, the longest <laughs> yeah overpass like footpath. In the history of the world, it just goes on and on. It's there's like fifty like fifty lanes of highway that it that it goes across. Yeah. L.A. Man, what a fucked up place. L.A. <laughs> and uh, and he throws the and he throws all of his workups out and lands on the freeway, smashes up, and then and then he just has to like stand there as Tom Cruise comes at him and just go. Ah, I hope he doesn't kill me. Yep. <laughs> yep. But Tom Cruise like tackles him, and you get this great shot where like when they come to the ground, like the the freeway comes. Mm-hmm. You see the freeway at first, and then it and then when they fall down on the ground, it zooms in on them. Yeah, it's a kick ass movie. It looks great. The, and then uh, they go to the then they go to the nightclub. Then, he, the night he then he's like, "Well, you got to go get my my stuff back." Then so he yeah. makes him pretend to be him. Yeah, that's a great scene, Poverty and that's Bar-Dam. where the FBI guys Felix, catch on to him because yeah. they're watching these guys. Yeah. So like, who's this cab driver? You know, this smashed up cab is pretty, Bruce pretty conspicuous. Bruce McGill is so fucking cool in this movie. This yeah, is my favorite. I mean, he's great in The Insider. He's great in, he's in Ali, and he's in more prominent in other versions of Ali than the theatrical cut, but he's so good in this where he's doing the Michael Mann dialogue shtick. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, trigger time, skill sets, like, look like a cab driver. Oh, man, that's, that stuff is so fucking There's another funny. great Other shot. Other than that, we watch Air Move. Yeah. <laughs> this, okay. There's another great shot of the side of Bruce McGill as he's forcefully walking, yeah. just like in The Insider, <laughs> yeah. too. And you're like, that looks great. I don't know. Something about Bruce McGill's profile as he's walking looks very cool. Fucking, fucking, I don't know. Fucking Murdoch. Yeah, absolutely. He's a menace. I love him. Um, 
Yeah, but they, so then there's the there's the scene with Javier Bardem, and then uh, shortly thereafter we get the sh- the crazy fucking the shootout, fe- the Fever Nightclub shootout, the Fever right. Nightclub. set to that old Paul Oakenfold song that I still think is pretty rad. It's like he was trying to do the heat shootout, but like take all, but condensed into a tiny space. Yeah, all the same amount of people yeah. as in all of downtown LA, but just cram them into a tiny nightclub. <laughs> well, and you I love get just as much collateral damage. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the shot of Tom Cruise like walking through the crowd. And the, like one of the guards, uh, one of the bodyguards comes up to him and he just like snaps his arm. He like basically just takes him down and jams his foot on his <laughs> neck. And but you don't really see much of it. It's all kind of in one move, and he just keeps walking towards it's the a camera. Scene just like that at the beginning of Miami Vice. Yeah, yep. pretty much. That's people what Jamie just Fox does. Sort of stomping through noisy clubs, fucking people up as they go. <laughs> awesome. Can't be stopped. It's really amazing. And that's where you get that great shot of Tom Cruise like lying on the ground like yeah, with yeah. two guns shooting people and stuff. This this scene kind of amused me this time. I've I've this is probably the fifth or sixth time I've seen this movie and uh, <laughs> and it's just the way that it's directed and you got to you got you know, I don't know what other option there was. But apparently there's no exits to this building, or the doors are bolted shut, because everybody's just running in a circle. <laughs> it's just it's just 100 people running in this circle like they're being corralled it's like, by sheepdogs or something. It's like Ben Hur. Well, you know, it's, something. Like how, it's like how the, you know, the cows couldn't walk backwards. And, right. Exactly. <laughs> it seems like it's uh, some sort of weird biological thing <laughs> is happening. We're like, we can't. We're so scared. We can't actually run away. We can only surround yeah. the, the, the violence. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't go for the exits, no! Yeah, because it doesn't seem like the place is emptying out quite as fast as you would assume. This lesbian bar has this no fire, fire exit. exit. Enjoy your Enjoy death, your death trap, trap, ladies. ladies. Yeah, what was her problem? <laughs> so then, then this is the part where uh, Jamie Foxx gets rescued by Mark Ruffalo very briefly. Yeah, and then, then Tom Cruise just murders him right then you away. Think, then you think, you go like, oh, now it's going to turn into this kind of movie. with you know, And they're going to be after Tom Cruise. or He's, he's going to kill people. we got to figure out who or whatever. But it's like, no, it's just, nope, that guy's dead. He's Tom dead. Cruise, Tom Cruise rescues Jamie Foxx from yeah. the cop who and saved then, him. And then Jamie Foxx, at this point, decides that it's time to just fucking take, take, con- matters, into take matters, matters into his own hands. This yeah. is awesome, too. I actually forgot about this part. Where yeah, he's, he's just fl- he he's kind of cat. talking to himself. Oh, yeah, we, Did we skip the coyote? Yeah, well, there's the coyote the coyotes, part. The coyote's on the way to the, yeah. the Javier Bardem scene. Crank that audio slave. Coyote, and then just have Tom Cruise and the coyote look at each other for five minutes. That's one of the things I love about that, that scene. Long. It's so no. good. It was it was it was strangely it was longer than I had remembered it though. Because yeah. I remembered it being like that, and I was kind of like at first I'm like, oh, this isn't that. It, like, it walks across, and then it's like the music starts coming. I'm like, oh no, and then like it goes it goes on like a little long where I'm like, all right, I, we get it, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie Foxx flips the car, and then and then the the cops are coming, so Tom Cruise runs away. But at this point, this is when the Deus Ex Machina stuff like that I think people had a problem with at the time. Where like you know he meets Jada. I don't have a problem with it. I think I, I think that the third is, act of it is a little bit too much of just like now it's a chase movie. Yeah, I, it doesn't sort of wrap itself up in that sort of weird Michael Mannish like nebulous way emotionally. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe the very end. I think that yeah. the yeah, it's not I like so much Deuce yeah. as Machina, but more like just like oh okay, like the you know like oh wow it's the lady from the beginning. <laughs> kind of, at the first time I saw it, it kind of like I was kind of like okay. To me, it's like but like I like I this time it didn't bother me at all. I was just sort of like yeah okay cool this is cool yeah, i'm still into it to this me to cool. me it's not necessarily a problem but it's the part where my my interest in the rest of the movie kind of falls off a little bit yeah i still think it's extraordinarily well done it's very exciting and i love tom cruise the shit on the train is awesome but yeah. it's like okay we're 90 minutes into this really bizarre two-hander and now it's 
just a regular movie. It's not a Michael Mann movie as much as it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could see that. And that's totally good. And let Mike, I mean, if anybody's going to make that movie, let let it be Michael Mann. That's great, too. So, But there's a part in it where Jamie Foxx is at the top of one building, mm-hmm. and he's looking at Jada Pinkett's, uh, yeah. like across, and this is very De Palma. Yeah. It's like a De Palma cool. shot. Uh, like you couldn't get that Michael Mann doing a De Palma. Th- absolutely. And it, I love that shit where he's going, and his phone keeps shutting off. Yeah. That one scene where he's on top of the building, and she's over there, and he can see Vince like coming across. Yeah, that's so cool. Very cool. And that's where, and and then the, then the, yeah, it is just sort of like them running from the him chase. But it's the chase stuff is all good. It's really exciting. You know, the, it culminates in another kind of very similar part uh, to the cab flipping, where Jamie Fox is just taking a risk. Yeah, he's like actually going to go ahead and take the risk. Uh, his own, like he doesn't have future, a choice. He's just got to shoot him. Yeah. yeah, like who knows what's going to happen when you flip that cab? And he's just pointing his gun through. He can't see Tom Cruise, and yeah, he's just yeah. sort of like going to empty the whole clip through there. And, and Tom Cruise is shooting back at him, and yeah. just. I love and I, I love that story that he tells. Rules. He tells it at the beginning of the movie, and then there's a callback at the end where he's like, "Man gets in the MTA, dies." You know, does yeah, anyone notice? I think that that stuff notice? is like the stuff that like either bothers me or doesn't. It didn't bother me this time, but it's very screenwritery. Where it's yeah. like the fact that it like that it's Jada Pinkett at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, It's sort of like, okay, oh, okay, I forgot I was watching a movie. Right. You know, but they of course they have to write that because it's like, well, it's the same lady. It's from the beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, and they, and I mean, what I, what I do like is that it just like ends. Yeah. Like they're like. They're like, l- they're, they're like, like, they're like leaving. Yeah. And it doesn't like have a coda scene where they're like everything over, co- okay. over coffee a week right. later going like over <laughs> moments later or even, we got we got together or like a, we actually like a meet cute like at the end of executive decision where they're like hey do you want to go to a hockey game you know it's right. like no they're just like they killed him they got away and they're walking out into the night or the dawn of LA and this music is terrifying yeah. and it just seems like what if it's not over it reminds <laughs> me of the end of the keep actually which ends not really in a similar way but like you know the Scott Glenn she kills the demon, gets sucked into the keep or whatever, and everything's done. And we killed all the Nazis, but the last shot of the movie is uh, is the is the woman uh, from Twenty Four mm-hmm. uh, turning towards the camera, totally terrified, and it freeze frames just on her face, and you're like, "Shit, it, what? what the <laughs> fuck? That's really scary." What was that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've always seen this one as just like like st- movie, you know, just monsters dead, movies over. Sure, sure. Because they like walk out of frame, and they're like, "Okay, they're gonna be fine." I mean, they're gonna go to it the just cops has and this, shit. It's it gonna have a lot of explaining to, to do. It just has this tone to it that's very yeah. like uneasy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like they're in any danger. No, anymore. no, Tom no. Cruise is, not literally. Uh, the Vincent is is dead. <laughs> yeah, he, he got him. He, he got like, him pretty good. He like dies. He he has a good death a good scene death too, scene, where he kind of yeah. he kind of like sits where he's just like he re he he's a he tries to reload. He's a well trained yeah, and then he drops the clip. That's yeah. awesome. And then he's just a well trained enough guy to just sort of know that he's done, and yeah. so it's just sort of like all right. I'm gonna go sit down, and we can. And then I love shit like this, well, where Jamie Foxx sits like he's like, I think it's done, and yeah. I'll just sit across from this guy that I have some sort of weird bond with tonight. And they're just, it's a little kind of moving. Well, it's yeah. also like because Cruz doesn't like uh, go like you shot me, and I'm gonna kill you. Like he's not mad. He's like he he's likes like, this guy kind of, right. and he's like, there's no reason at this point. There's no reason for me to fumble around trying to reload and murder this guy, which I could maybe do. Yeah. What's um, the point? I'm dead. What's, what's the point? And you know you got you got me. Yeah. So good luck with your limo company or whatever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm gonna just and I'm gonna sit here and die. How long do you, do you think they'll do you think they'll find me? Yep. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. Um, 
This is a line. It's a fun movie. This is a line when when the first when the guy the guy comes falling out of the window and lands on his cab the first time, and obviously Jamie Fox is really freaking out. He's like, Vincent, or what? No, what's Jamie Fox's name? Max. 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 Max? It's just a dead guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a dead guy. That's a pretty big deal. Which in uh, most Michael Mann movies would be like a guy going, it's just a dead guy, to another professional dude. And this is one of the few where it's like a, a guy going like, it's it, re- regular guy who's freaked out by a dead guy, it's just a dead guy. And he's like, what? yeah, I know, that's what's fucking that's, freaking that's me out. That's exactly what's freaking that's me out That's what's about scaring it. me about it. This is him, Tom Cruise talking about jazz. He's Jamie Foxx is like, I've never been into jazz. What, what do people like about jazz or whatever? It's off melody, behind the notes, not what's expected. It's improvising, like tonight. Like Del Close. Like the Del Close Marathon. 24 <laughs> hours of improv. New York City. Check it out if you've got the stomach for it. Uh, this is... Uh, uh, after the uh, the crazy fever nightclub battle, Tom Cruise... And, he, and Tom Cruise goes like, come on, come on. Yeah. Get back to the cab. He goes, boy, that was something else or whatever. <laughs> but then he goes, the only thing that didn't show up was the Polish cavalry. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, and then this is Jamie Foxx. This is like kind of when he's sort of summing up Tom Cruise's uh, uh, character as a person before he flips the cab where he's just like, the standard parts that are supposed to be in people and you aren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's I think really there's awesome. a, I think there's a lot of other good like shit like 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 tiny Michael Mann dollops of dialogue like uh, when the cops are when the cops are pulling him over and he goes, if you open that trunk, they go inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the, when the cops are coming up to him, this is when they first, you know, it's just it's first started to happen. So Tom Cruise is a little bit more brutal with them, I yeah. guess you, you could argue. But the cops are coming up to him. And he's like, "I'll kill these fucking guys." Yeah. You know that guy, that guy that's coming. You don't don't fuck around with me. He's, he's probably married. And, yep. then he, and then he goes, "His wife's probably pregnant." <laughs> I love <laughs> like, that. That's a pretty random guess, but uh, you see what he's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's oh. like, well, he knows he knows that like this will get this guy. Cause he's probably cause pregnant because he's, he's not. Uh, you know how much those, a, you know how fertile those cops are. He's not a sociopath like me, so yeah. he's, this is gonna this will bother him if I kill these people. <laughs> That's right. <It> <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise. But now I can't now I can't help but think of those scenes uh, with my, with Martin Blank in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the similarities between Gross Point Blank and Collateral. You heard it here first. Probably not, but still, that would be great. Maybe any other, any other lines there, Matt? Uh, I really like uh, when Vincent sees the guy walking away with the with the suitcase. He's like, "Yo, homie, that yeah. my briefcase." <laughs> it's important to we bring up some of these fun lines in this because this is not that there aren't isn't good dialogue in the next two movies, but this is the last time anything's going to be really. It'll be it won't. It'll it be won't intentionally quite funny. Sing in the same way. <laughs> well, I, I, I although saying, I think that there's some really tremendous shit in both of them. Sure, but no, I, I, I I'm just saying that this is the last time. Uh, this is the last time in, in the three movies where it's like like intentionally like oh that's supposed to oh that's supposed to be a like kind of a laugh line or something yeah. that's like that's a fun line right or, right listen to these characters having having some some fun banter or something or you know uh, we're you're not gonna get much of that in the next there's a good Mark Ruffalo bit when he's talking to Peter Berg too about the guy that they kill that gets killed first and he's like Peter Berg is like maybe he jumped and and he goes Mark Ruffalo's like yeah sure he jumped like thought maybe I'll you know. No, maybe maybe I'll jump out the window. Like, oh, now I feel better. I forget what the actual. I landed, line is. I landed on my fucking head. Now yeah, I feel yeah. better. Now Let's I go. Let me go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Because I mean, there's blood everywhere. The dude's window's smashed, and the body's not there. So right. it's like, what? What do you think happened here? Yeah, Peter Berg completely disengaged. Doesn't want us to do his job. To the best of my knowledge, survives the movie. Yeah, I don't think disappears from the movie along with the uh, <laughs> Bruce McGill gets shot in the nightclub scene, and him and his partner disappear from the movie too. You never see that.
them again. I think I like to think Peter Berg like gets a phone call at like 10 a.m. He's still in bed. Yeah. And he goes, huh? Oh, he died? Oh, man. Mm. All right. And then goes back I to I told sleep. him not back to pursue to that. <laughs> I told him not to work that case. Uh, ratings. Four Juds. Yeah. I I mean, it's a great movie. It probably deserves a four and a half, but I'm going to give it four just because I really, want, like I said earlier, like once it turns into them like just chasing each other and saving Jada Pinkett Smith, it's like, eh, now it's just a regular movie. It's not a Michael Mann movie. It's very regular. No, it's the end a of the movie. A regular good movie, yeah. but, but very regular. It's, yeah. It's but like all of his other films, like they have, the, the climax is, is much more sort of nebulous and, and I mean, emotionally engaging for me. Yeah, there's a chase at the end of Heat, but it's like uh, yeah. you're you're like engaged in what the emotionally yeah. in what's happening there. Whereas this one you're like, ah, this is a thriller or it's got to end. I don't want yeah. her to die, I guess, but uh No, I like her character a lot. But, but you're also but you're not like it's not like Yeah, yeah. It's not like two characters who you're you know going after each other where like, oh fuck, who's gonna I mean it is a little, but it's, you know it's I mean. an awesome Michael Mann movie until it's an awesome movie. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I prefer the first one. Uh, but anyway, four yeah, four Juds. I'm gonna give it uh, zero Douglases. Yeah. There's no, there's no. I don't think there's even in, there's. Nah, there there's might there might here. be some dirty talk, but, but fuck if I can remember. Nah, I'm gonna give <laughs> the it wife, zero. The wife, the wife that's probably pregnant, she would have had to have sex to get maybe pregnant hypothetically. Yeah. All right, five Douglases. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so zero Douglases, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten really intense coyotes. Nice. Yeah, man. Audio slave coyote that they, that mm-hmm. they captured off the cuff. That is Chris Cornell in that coyote. The only way the only yeah. way that scene would have been better is if Chris, the, I'm gonna if need the, you put on a coyote suit. If the coyote was actually carrying a boombox, playing <laughs> audio slave, <laughs> <laughs> like it's walking across the street on its hind legs, carrying a boombox, and it just stops and looks at Tom Cruise <laughs> and walks. I would like that. Then <laughs> uh, Spock Vulcan neck pinches it, and it passes out. <laughs> as it as it happens. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, four, four fucking Juds. I mean, it's just a this is just a fun goddamn movie. I went like watching it this time. I hadn't seen it in ten, fifteen years or whatever. I was impressed with how well paced it is because uh-huh. a lot of the stuff that I knew happened happened a lot sooner. I was like, yeah. shit, man, this this thing fucking goes. Why well, haven't seen this fifteen years? I watched this twice this year. Wow. <laughs> or maybe maybe ten. I don't they know. just well they just put out a, a new they put out a new four K. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I watched and, it. Uh, our good buddy Will Goss was very nice, and he purchased me this Blu-ray Aww. as a as a Christmas Aww. gift. And uh, nice. and it's it looks so fucking good in 4K. Oh my god! I didn't get to watch a single one of these movies in like Blu-ray or anything, which is unfortunate. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I, I I would actually like. There's one of these movies that I am planning on watching in oh, yeah. uh, Blu-ray as soon as I can. Um, I'll show you which one to buy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, f- uh, zero Douglases. Just not. You know, it all takes place in the cab. There's no time for it. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Fat guys. <laughs> ten out of ten. Pointing out that the guy who's dead was fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm giving it four. Four Juds. This is a solid yeah. movie. Wow. It's just like straight across the We're board. We're all in agreement. Yeah. And uh, zero Douglases. Uh, there's not no sexy talk at all. No, barely, I mean, there's flirting at the beginning, and that's it. Yeah, you know? very chaste flirting. Very, I mean, very I nice, assume very respectful flirting. I assume yeah. that him and him and uh, Jada Pinkett, like at the end, like as after pretty shortly after they leave, they just like start fuck fucking. really hard. Yeah. But like we don't see it in the movies, so which is know. why I, I only like five gave minutes it later they're like well, that was really stressful, and then they look at each other and then just start fucking. Which would have been the fifth Judd. <laughs> there you go. But as we know, relationships based on intense experiences never last. It's true. So. Uh, and I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it... 
Uh, 10 out of 10 jazz guys. I don't know. Mm. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> Ten out of ten. Del Closes. Del Closes. Who I just who I just learned about today. <laughs> now you know. Apparently, the inventor of improv. <laughs> Co-inventor at, although, at any rate. Although I mean, come on. A titan of improv. Sure, a titan of improv. Famous for to sure. almost for sure. World famous to almost a thousand people. <laughs> Many uh, of whom are famous. <laughs> Many of speaking of world famous to almost a thousand people. Mm. <laughs> Miami Vice, the movie. Are you afraid of violence? We get down if the play calls for it, bud. We're here for business. That's right. We can close each other's eyes right now real fast. Then ain't nobody gonna make no money. It's Detective Crockett, Miami-Dade PD. We got him. No one has ever tread before where we are now. We're seeing their operations from the inside. Your agency cannot know how they do whatever it is they do. Take it to the limit one more time. A tremendous movie. My favorite Michael Mann movie. Wow. Like in a walk. And you don't and you don't uh, dis you don't not love a single Michael Mann movie. Pretty much. Basically. Yeah. But this is the one. Yeah, I got it this time. This is one that uh gets better for me every time I watch it. Yeah, I've been in anyway, love with this movie from like the first time I saw it. I was just like, holy shit, they they made one just for me. <laughs> well, this one like <laughs> Yeah, like I was saying in our text, this one vibrates on a very, a very specific oh, yeah. wavelength. Like it's like this is the most man. I think this is the most man. Oh, man, one hundred percent. Like I think this is the one where it's like, man, he really. Mm-hmm. This is where he. This is what sort of what he was. I mean, in Public Enemies, but that's like a period piece, so it doesn't quite like this one feels like. This oh is yeah. What, this is all his project has been building to this. Oh yeah. Like the to this thing because it's staccato it's like got that great photography he's like so proficient at like shooting action now that like the action scenes can be shot in this like those close-ups and stuff but it's not confusing or anything you Uh know it's like that big shoot at the end you know taking that and the shoot from heat and just like that you know what he'd learned from all the i don't know it's just like it feels like this is what he's been building to everybody gets to be a serious spartan kind of guy everybody everyone (laughs) everyone that's so good Oh, it is uh, this this movie. Uh, I didn't like the first time, like a lot of like a lot of people. I don't think this did well in the box office, no. and uh, it's just certainly not for everyone. Um, but yeah, this time, and, uh, weirdly enough, I have to say, because <laughs> I found out later that this is not in the the in the theatrical cut that Matt right. prefers. Um, but I, that, the, the, I prefer part the, the, the part that grabbed too. me, I was watching. The, I only saw the director's cut, and the part that grabbed me is this opening part with oh, the, the boat, boat race because it starts it with yeah, just a, like with just a back bla- uh, black background. Oh, it's a it tremendous the, sequence. It the credits. Just, I just don't think it belongs in the movie. And you and you and you, but the, the, like outside of just the boat, see, it's just this one shot. Oh, coming up from the water. Yeah, coming up from oh, the water. Yeah, because you don't know that you're under the water. Just like because movies start with a back a black backdrop, but well, the, the, you see the opening yeah. credits, and then the boat goes right and over the camera, and the camera slowly, and it's in slow motion, and the camera comes out of the water and a boat goes past and I was like yeah oh yeah it, I, it's fucking awesome I like that Whoa! I, like, I just don't think the sequence belongs in the movie I like that, that yeah. shot like I remember seeing that and thinking the same thing and then the whole the rest of the scene happens and then it goes to the nightclub and then the theatrical cut it just it's like the universal logo black screen and then it just goes boom and it's there in the club and they're yeah. doing the thing and I was like I, I love that. that I love that so much because the, the, with the boat race scene it's them setting up the next scene and yeah. I I had seen I'm already I was like yeah, you don't need there. you don't need the no, fucking, it's just, you it's don't just need way more setup. it's way cooler the way it is in the theatrical yeah. and there's yeah. no credits 
It's just like you're in the movie. Boom, here we, we go. We don't know. Like in the in the boat chase, you find out who Neptune is. You get that they're all undercover, that they're doing this whole thing. Yeah. And in this, it's just like they're in a nightclub and What's they're they, they're looking all shifty. Who is that guy? And then they're on the radios and all this stuff. Are these just guys, is this happening. guy a cop? Is Herc from The Wire a cop? Is, yeah. You know. And then you're like, okay. And I mean, obviously, you figure it out as it goes. But that's Fucking I love that how it just sort of shows. You, it's like showing you instead of telling you, which yeah. I feel like the the scene in the director's cut is a little bit like. Uh, Handholdy is wrong because it's still Michael Mann, so it's still like, yeah. uh, it's still abstract exposition. Yeah. But it's like more exposition than I want. The from it. the the, the director cut, director cut is still very good. I prefer the terseness of the theatrical ver- version. Uh, but the director's cut spends a bit more time on the romance mm-hmm. and fleshes it out a little bit more, so that it doesn't quite feel. It feels a little abrupt, or it can feel a little abrupt in the theatrical cut. Hmm. Um. They they just they spend more time talking, and and there's more of that. The, the they spend plenty of time talking in the theatrical. Seems like there's a lot too. of yeah. yeah there's, either way. There's it's still two hours and twelve minutes long, and at least twelve minutes of that is them like. Yeah, I mean, talking. there's just a lot more. It's a it's like a lot more sort of slowly paced in that middle section, and also um like a lot of man's different cuts, it's just like trims and t- and tucks here and there, like different lines, different shots. Things are slightly in different chronology, um, but. It's not demonstrably a different movie, I wouldn't say. It's not like Black Hat where he rearranged everything. I've seen yeah. both cuts. And I don't remember the director's cut because I prefer the yeah, I haven't but watched I just, that one I, But often. I like I remember it be, it's not a different plot. No, no, it's totally the <laughs> There's same. There's not plot. like a whole scene where I'm like, "Oh fuck, this changes everything." It's the same <laughs> same yeah. shit of them basically you know, the same a bunch movie. of uh, these two these two guys like uh, They're sca- taking it scowling to the and staring off into the, the <laughs> middle Miami distance night <laughs> with with lightning in the background. Oh, that's amazing. Always, always that's, lightning. That's in the an background. amazing shot where on the roof and you can see the whole city and the thunderstorm in the background. That's fucking incredible. And it's all purple. God, it's look. It looks. I'm so sure good. there's more, but I counted three specific shots with lightning in the background. So awesome. Apparently, this was shot between hurricanes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, they got so. they, the, this, the the production was halted because of hurricanes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And also, Jamie Foxx refused to come back to work for a while because, like, they were shooting in like fucking triple frontier Venezuela. It's like super dangerous. They, no, and God. no, and they had to change the ending. Yeah, what I read. Is yeah, that they, had, they were going to shoot it down there's south. There's a big, yeah. the big shootout was supposed to take place there, and he was like, "Nope." Apparently, I mean, the Wikipedia page really, really leans hard into uh, the Jamie Foxx diva shit because he also really? asked for like a private plane and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. You know. But I also, I'd also read reports at the time that like Colin Farrell like uh, like was pretty. He claims like, to not remember space. shooting this movie because he was so blacked out. Yeah, I could see that. He doesn't um, he doesn't look good, but it suits the character. And uh, but like yeah, there's there's really there's does. conflicting versions of that ending thing. Like some people like to claim that it's because Jamie Foxx is being a diva. Others like to claim that uh, man was a indecisive and b the production had a security and money problem. Right. I think it's probably a conflagration of all three of those things. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, not not the, not so much him like not wanting to film in a place where there are shootings, but other stuff that oh, Jamie yeah. Fox was a diva about, like the yeah. private, like uh, <laughs> getting a getting them get him a private plane, and then you know in in his defense, like getting you know saying like I'm not getting paid as much as Colin Farrell, so they ended up yeah. having to pay him more. And he stuff, wasn't getting paid as much as Colin Farrell. No. Well, because right. you know he was like the second lead or whatever yeah and, i guess it is crockett and, and tubs and, and in between when they had you know hired him for that and filming it he won an oscar right and so he was basically like nominated um, for two oscars in the same the, year me, yeah so one for collateral yeah. as well he oh, got really? nominated for collateral he sure did oh wow supporting actor for really? collateral and he won best actor for, for ray, ray. Wow, it was that's crazy quite, quite a year for wow. jamie fox i didn't remember that so uh, his d- uh, diva-ish behavior i don't know if it, d- diva-ish behavior is ever justified for a 
working class schlub. Like but I mean, let the guy I'm get not, what I'm he's. I'm not trying to. Yeah, let the guy get what he's worth. He, well, yeah, was, I mean, he was. He was nominated for two Academy yeah, Awards yeah, as in far one as year. The, as far as the pay raise, that's. I think that, that's not. That, that's uh, certainly not devilish behavior. No, 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 no. that give him. I don't, Colin Farrell getting paid more than him is weird. To hear that is well, weird. Well, now, now you wouldn't hear that. Yeah, exactly. I think fucking Colin Farrell's really good in this movie. I, you know, yeah, I mean, everybody is what they are. I think he's like the know. perfect Michael Mann protagonist actor. He's just like so fucking good in this. I personally think that, uh, and this isn't even like, I like this movie this time quite a bit. I just don't think anybody needs to be, everybody's fine. I just don't think anybody is like, it's got to be that guy. I think yeah, that everybody is entertaining. Is, you, could, you could find somebody else and put him in there, and it would be fine. I think, for literally I think he just totally steps into that to that guy. He, like I really like the way that they characterize Sonny as somebody who is like kind of at he's done. <laughs> like he's done emotionally. He doesn't want to be doing this anymore. But the action is the juice, and he doesn't have a choice. That's what he is. He's just like he can't stop being this guy. Yeah. And if they don't do they don't do so much the like. You know, it's not like Manhunter where it's like infesting his soul and he can't like come out of it. It's like the shark who can't stop moving. It's more just like this is this is the life. This is the job. And it's going to take everything away from me. And I'm just going to have to get used to that. He's what, sad. Yeah. But he's what's good a, about He's th- got a sadness to him. Yeah. And what's good about this movie is that all that shit you just said isn't in the movie necessarily. It's not like explained no. to you in the movie. No, no, he no. He doesn't no. go like, I'm sad or I'm done with the job. No, no, no. no. Nobody's this, talking about themselves. It's, like this movie's just, this movie's no. just like one long vibe. No. You, and you get <laughs> all of that out of it. Like, you, yeah, yeah. It all, I mean, it you, all, you just absorb it by osmosis. Sure. Yeah, he's a good actor. Not he's not always good in everything, but he he is capable of doing that behind the eyes acting. So there's stuff where you know he just you can just see from his eyes, mm-hmm. especially when he's with Gong Li, yeah. uh, one of the most he, beautiful women who ever existed. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Jesus just Christ. a tremendous one of the greatest actresses of all time. But there are scenes where he's together with her, and there's like a vulnerability behind his eyes, and you can see it like kind of hints at a mm-hmm. life that maybe he'd never thought that he was going to have that he's yeah. appreciating at this moment. And it says a lot. You can say a lot with like with talent with good acting. But I'm just saying I, there's other actors that could have done the yeah, same thing. Maybe. I'm glad it was him. I, it works. And he also looks like shit in a perfect way. Yeah. Yeah. And the scenes like where he's where he's like, you know, going to take Gong Li on a date. Not 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 the whole Cuba thing, but like kind of leading up to that where it's just like you can see Ricardo going like, dude, no, don't don't go out with Gong Li. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to go try to fuck her. I mean, in part, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm too it's att- going to help. It's going to help the uh, what I'm we're doing. Too, sure. I, mean, I am too attracted does. to this woman to let this fleeting moment that I might have a second of happiness go by. It yeah. also, I mean, it also does help with the. I mean, it helps. It get does. The, it helps it does. get them in b- better. So I mean, it's also. He's She's, also. He's also. He does also go like. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm working. But she flails. But because of all this, she flails against him twice. Yeah. yeah. I love all two I scenes think, with Gong Li flailing against him at the end. Uh, that there, that's that's not that many in the uh, theatrical. The that's a little bit the, oh, that's a, okay. Yeah. The scene at the end where she where she f- discovers he's a cop is like uh, is like great. Yeah. Where oh she yeah. Just looks at him and looks behind in her. The, and, like, and they're in the, in the shootout. Yeah. yeah. And she it's just sees cool. the, It's really great. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That whole ending is so rad. I mean, they rescue Naomi Harris, they kill the white yeah. supremacists, and they kill the drug dealers. He drives uh, fucking well, they, well, they, quote, they quote unquote rescue Naomi Harris. Yeah, yeah. She's she's okay. She'll she's okay. Fine. She'll be fine. What's the brain? Only fifteen percent of her, her body that, with burns. The, doc, the, the, the doctor when at the end when the doctor's describing what's it's like she's in really bad her, shape. It's like this or spleens or she's got a sh- shattered gone. shattered like, pelvis. And he's like he eye, both of her eyes are gone. He describes like ten things and then he goes, "It's the brain swelling that really worries me." 
and you're like, well, all that other shit is fine. He also clo- <laughs> he also closes that speech with she's in bad shape. Yeah, we had to remove her butt. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just no, <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's just she's it's, in an iron it's almost funny because he, yeah. he ends it with the brain swelling is what really concerns me. It's a very realistic doctor scene. It's just funny that like it's really funny. Not that you should lead with the brain swelling, but you're like you just said like ten other things that are that is, uh, are <laughs> fucked up about this woman, and then you're like it's this is the one that really worries me though. Okay, well, great, doctor, doctor, how is he? Well, have you seen the music video for Metallica's One? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Landmines have taken his sight, taken her legs. I love, I love all that shit that happens at the end of the movie. Like then they have to, he has to drive Gong Li to the safe house so she can get away, and then he just goes back to the hospital and it's like he's fucking miserable again. So that's it. <laughs> that's this it. is the life. I'm back to check on my buddy. Ugh. But still be- still in too deep. But before the yeah, end of the yeah, movie, yeah. there's the beginning of the movie, which is also awesome, where yeah. they're at a nightclub suddenly, and this whole deal's going down. And Justin Theroux is one of their dudes. Justin and Theroux just in Dominic this movie. Dominic and Naomi Harris, and uh, I forget the lady who plays Gina, but she's fucking awesome, too. She's Any- got the best line And in the movie. I, I would like to say, anybody in this movie who doesn't have a shitty, unnatural-sounding accent should have been given an accent. <laughs> like, Theroux should have an Australian accent. Right, Eddie Marsan trying to do some kind of Southern thing. That's fucking he insane. He gets the best exchange in the whole movie is they're they're shaking down Eddie Marsan who's this fence who money launders for drug dealers so they can get an end to the cartel that they're investigating and they're threatening him with all this jail time and he's like why does all this shit happen to me and she goes because you lead a life of crime (laughs) and then Gina goes don't do time if you can't do crime it's so good I do all these crimes for the quid (laughs) I like to for all <laughs> you got uh, Caesar, here, you got Caesar you, doing a listen here you blokes yep Kieran Hines you got is Caesar in there. doing his, uh, his American accent yeah Kieran, uh, Kieran Hines uh, alright yeah. this is this movie and, and, talk like, uh, I'm talking like this I'm, uh, and he, and I'm the leader by the way, of the uh, FBI the Federal Bureau of Investigation by the way that character does that accent is played by Kieran Hines and his name is Fujita yeah alright yeah that is odd yeah, Kier, it, it is the, it is a competition to see who can do the worst accent, and Kieran Hines is winning. He's walking off winning, with it for yeah, a little while. Absolutely yeah. walking off. I think and, Colin and Farrell's it, good. He, he Colin seems, Farrell's he accent seems, is locked in, except when he raises his voice. He seems which dr- isn't that he seems often. Drunk most of the time, so it's fine. He yeah. is drunk most of the time. But that's what. But I mean, he, but he but he seems like just it's in like, general. Yeah. It's like I can do I can do this, and you're like, eh, it's it's like it's, again, it's like McNulty in The Wire, where you're yeah. like, well, he's doing a bad accent, but also he's he's drunk most of the time, so it's yeah. fire. That's what drunk guy says. If he's keeping it at that low growl like he does most of the movie then it's fine but then sometimes he has outbursts where he'll be like right hey go get that hey we got to go get the oh, guy tie, tie, oh, tie, 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 tie. Tie. Oh, get that blarney stone yeah uh and it's just just a couple times so it's but like again kieran hines out there making everybody look better <laughs> the plot of this movie wild. is also like one of those like uh things it's like whatever it's not like it's not like to, uh, it's very it's basic aside but it's also complicated because it's like because they're involved in this because their guy who was john hawks who was their ci right he get he's like he's his wife or whatever it's all these there's all these parts what i'm saying is that all these parts is complicated and it doesn't matter kind of right like my, that my, you like they get involved and have to investigate this because of interagency bullshit that there may be a a, a mole in the in one of these hundreds of agencies, except for Miami Dade PD. Miami Dade PD. They're the only ones who weren't involved in this uh, yeah. in this operation. But it that because has go, that has gone wrong. But because it was their original CI who was no longer their CI, but but who they still had like a relationship yeah. with, like right. had he developed called, a friendship with. Yeah, and because that's why, he called yeah. them. 
and they're not involved in the in whatever was going on. Right. Now the FBI is like, well, we need you guys to go undercover for us. Yeah. And then they then they get in too deep and don't know which way is up. We need uh, you guys to go undercover for us. In the uh, <laughs> in the scene where where the uh, Nazi is going through oh, yeah. his fridge, there's also a scene that recalled uh, Heat, and maybe another one of his movies where like you just see these ladies' feet poking out from the yeah from yeah bear, yeah, and you're like that lady's dead, <laughs> which is the same in Heat in Danny Trejo's house. He goes to see her, and you don't see the body. She's in the room. You just see these feet, yeah. and you're like, ooh, that's not yeah. good. Ugh. But the yeah, uh, but then John, I, I mean I love I love John Hawks. So yeah, I love John, John Hawks, Hawks getting smeared all over the, the concrete. That's great. Yeah, there are so many. I mean, that's very early in the movie too. Like most of Michael Mann's movies, this is just a collection of one like searing, arresting image, gorgeous image after another. Yeah, but there's, like there's let's... some real interesting cutting in here too. Cause he does it several times in this movie where like you because you see like the truck hit him and you just you just barely see the like the red smear yeah. and, then it, yeah. and then it it cuts. is and yeah. it does that perfect he does that like multiple times in this movie it's a very there's this very purposeful like like there's a couple there's like an explosion or no i was thinking yeah there's an explosion at some point in here and it does the same thing where it's like and we're you don't, yeah, you, yeah. don't you don't need to see the whole thing <laughs> i think it's like the when they maybe when they blow up those go fast boats yeah yeah but it's very jarring in like a in a productive way where it's like oh ah Oh, the movie's still going. It's moving ahead. It's not gonna. It doesn't linger and show you the whole. F- He's like, we don't need to. We we spend all that money, but we don't want to. You don't I mean, need to. See, you don't need to see the whole fucking explosion. Except when it does, like when the when the guy's got the Barrett M eighty two and he fires those big grizzly rounds through that car and like you see that. <laughs> Did you see fucking oh, yeah, yeah. dude's arm no, fly yeah, yeah, yeah. off? Oh, it's so fucking awesome. So for for me, like I I, I, I love it. I think but I, you're dead right. The cu- the cutting gets gets really abstracted in some spots and it's really jarring. That's why I think this is the yeah. most man movie because yeah, yeah. he's just like he's cutting most, out most man, none he's, more man. He's cutting out all the like wrath of man, the wrath like, of man. fat and stuff. I I like I I thought that I'd seen this twice before, and I think I only saw this in theaters because I uh. barely remembered anything about it. So and I don't recall liking it very much. So watching it this time, it was like three things in a row, and I think like the first like ten minutes where I was like, oh shit, I'm locked in, and it was that boat shot that's uh, yeah very the very first shot of the thing. I was just like fucking hey, fucking hey, and then is the 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 John Hawks mm-hmm. uh, where John Hawks is the CI and he's flipping out. Then they're all on the freeway together, and that's and they kind of like sensitively or whatever they find out that his girlfriend's been killed yeah. and and they tell him and he just sort of like I'm done and walks right in front of a truck yep. and yeah. you see that one that one streak and then I forgot what I was, was probably it was, the, it was well, probably the, the guy getting his arm blown the out. Oh, the, yes, like and, then, the and that's also like very how long you working for the FBI, and then they just start blowing. And them he's up. and the, some one of these dudes has the God gun yeah. from yeah. from like Navy SEALs. I don't know what that it's fucking like the gun, gun is. That's the that's a Barrett. The way the way that the sound and the images yeah. are are like put together, it he really um, emphasizes the just pulverizing nature of this gun. It's yeah. like that gun is ripping the shit out of everyone. Yeah, and there's a a great thing going on that I can't get a enough of in movies where they're like and it i don't think it pays off very well is it where jamie fox pretends to come <laughs> no that is a great scene that's my <laughs> it's my, my, my second favorite oh, yeah, that's actually kind of fun. no i think it's great i just thought i was, forgot there no, was a funny great. part in this yeah uh, uh i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna try that uh not with me if, if i ever have the, <laughs> the opportunity i don't i don't care for that <laughs> But <laughs> that's not what we do, you and I. Fair enough. All right. All right. I'll let you know if I'm gonna. Yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> Please do. But uh, I like a little warning. <laughs> the fuck was I talking about? I don't about know. God damn it. Something good. Oh yeah. no, but the, yeah, this movie does a thing where um, 
uh, they they keep on finding out little tidbits about how fucked up their opponents are. Oh yeah, oh, right. like they and like they've got these guns and this training and like the mo- mo- u- usual guys that we're dealing with don't have this sort of stuff. And you're like, man, who the fuck are they dealing with? And it's just cartels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're just really good at doing cartel sophisticated stuff. counter intel. But I thought it was, you know, and I didn't remember shit from the first time I watched it, right. obviously. And I was like, where? What are they going to be like fighting the? Is the the feds? Or like, the, is it the president? Right. <laughs> the president of the United States is the bad guy. No, it's a cartel. It's just a cartel. It's, I love. They're just I a love, really good uh, cartel. Good, to- they're Lose good at cartel. Yeah. The, the cartel guy is really scary and cool. He's got a good line where he's There's like, the I, don't pay people, "I don't pay. I don't pay for. Uh, I, pay I don't for, pay for a service. I, I buy results. I buy results. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna if start I say, saying that to waiters. If you and say shit. you do it. You will do a thing. You must do exactly that thing. And then at the end of that scene where they haul him into the, like the the like you know soundproof car, the bug proof car or whatever, and he's like. Give my best to your families. I just wanted to meet you. This is it. We'll never see each other again. Yep. Hopefully. Uh, anyways, right. let's let's all do drug dealing. And, uh, and everybody's break. so good. He's really scary. And Gong Lee is really terrific in this, and I like all the stuff like about her Cuban heritage. I think that that's really interesting. They've really looks, created looks very a fascinating character in her um, that doesn't end up just being like you know the girl who has to get rescued. I think she's really interesting, and I. I really want to pour one out for fucking John Ortiz, who just walks off with this movie so he's well. Fun. Is he's he Jose? He's having a good time. Jose Arrow, catch yeah. a movie, grab a bite. He's like he's like the so bad. Good. He's like the, a, a bad guy, but he's like also the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like the bad. He's, bad a, he's guy. almost like the Shane Black henchman in this movie. Absolutely, you know? like he's the, so yeah. the henchman's funny. more evil than the main one. Well, the main guy, because he's trying, you know, he's above it all, and he's staying yeah. away from the. That's right. The he's, action, he's not so. getting his hands dirty. So you know. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he fucking rules. He's doing a Cuban accent. Uh, Everything about it is great. There's not a single thing that I don't think is fucking amazing. About I, this movie. I, I, I always, fun. I always, every time I watch this, don't like the scene where it's Gong Li and the uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The main, the main boss, the, the main cartel. The, oh, the, the, well, the, big, the actor's name is Louis Tosa. John, Johnny Cartel. But just that scene because just you mean that, where she she fucks him. Well, yeah, but I don't care about that. I just they're oh. they're having a conversation before. They're not and, even married, and and yeah. uh, it's just there's a there's it's always bothered me a little because it's it's established because they're speaking English because they're speaking English to each other yeah, and neither yeah. one of them are and they're so they're both just speaking broken English to each other and it's been established that she speaks multiple languages and so does that he. she speaks Spanish and That's she right. works for him and so you would it's just that it's right, one right. of those this from from him movie and a, a guy like man who's so obsessed with verisimilitude I understand that it's probably just like she didn't want to memorize they whatever whatever the case didn't want couldn't memorize that dialogue maybe she couldn't do phonetic spanish but could exactly. do phonetic well, she english did, she does yeah. speak spanish earlier in the movie yeah that's true but, you know, but, but it's anyway, a lot more talking but, in that but there's a, this whole scene is talking and it's sort of like or it was like maybe there for for audiences they didn't want to do it but for me it's jarring because in it, every other way this movie is like is like seems very realistic and then that scene you're like i don't think these this couple would speak yeah, broken yeah, english yeah, yeah, to yeah. each other and like the, when they're alone maybe yeah. maybe when they're around uh americans and right. they're like we're speaking english because we're in a, we're in america and we're dealing with uh americans but when they're alone they'd probably be like i think they would probably speak whatever language is his first language yeah but, beyond, but anyway beyond the, that, that's it's, it's I, a very it's a very small nitpick i think that, that scene always and also i just like their whole thing is kind of like eh I think that's a very appropriate nitpick, to be honest. But I do like, conversely, that she gets to say Michael Mann stuff like, "We will close their eyes forever." Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, I I don't. (laughs) I don't want her to. I don't want her to not say Michael Mann stuff. I just it's a it's like that's that scene has always made me go like, eh. 
Beyond yeah. the the realism, <laughs> I also saw like I remember that scene vividly because I saw it in the theater the first time. And guess what? The theaters they don't have subtitles. Yeah. And I didn't know what the fuck either one of them were that's, saying and that's for the, a whole scene. That's the other thing is that it's, it's presumably it, important one a, stuff. Neither one is a native English so speaking it's a little hard actor, to understand. and so both of them are kind of. Like speaking, yeah. So if they were English second language, if they were speaking Spanish to each other, it would actually be easier for English for English speaking viewers because we would get subtitles. (laughs) Uh, Fair point. So uh, yeah. That's that's yeah. So there you go. And, I, anyway. and I, when I was watching it again this time, there were subtitles, and I was kind of like doing a thing where I would like follow mm-hmm. the subtitles, but then I would try to not follow the subtitles, and I'd be like, "Nope, can't understand what the fuck <laughs> any of them are saying." <laughs> but I mean, you know, ultimately they're they're just saying a bunch of Michael Mann tough guy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Their I relationship's mean, the really interesting. Where he she's he's like, "What do you think of Crockett?" And she's like, she pauses for a second, and she just goes, "Like I slept with him in Havana," yeah. and he's like, "That's not what I asked you." You know, yeah, it's really I can cool. assume if you did sleep with him, it was all business, and it, it, it there's nothing more to it than that. Yeah, and, and no one's ever going to convince me of it that it is. And like all that, she's so good. Like that scene where they have their first meeting, and she sees the boat, and she just goes, "How fast does that go?" I am, and oh, it's like it, if, if I was Sonny, fast. if I was Sonny Crockett, I'd be like, oh, "Well, I can't stop. I have to go." That boat and like go fast. The, well, also, the, the also, speed boat, the go fast boat to Cuba is the second biggest baller first date of all time after taking the blind lady to pet the tiger. That really says a lot for that tiger thing. Yeah. That's a, quite a move because, man... Driving to Cuba? They drive to fucking Cuba on a go-fast Especially boat. because it has the tremendous everyone's favorite line where she's like, do you like a mojito? No, he says, she, goes, he, she says, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you like? What do you like drinks? I am, a, I am a fiend. I'm a fiend for, for mojitos. I am a fiend for mojitos. <laughs> and she goes, I know I'm a place. I'm a fiend for mojitos. Speaking of the mojito thing... Also, at the beginning in the club, he orders two mojitos. Two Bacar- he orders two Bacardi mojitos specifically. And then hits on the lady. Rita. <laughs> Rita. Uh, Rita, that's where are you a, from? What's your, what's your, where, are you, where are your people from? Yeah. People in Michael Mann movies are where always, are always, they're always telling where, about where they're from and no, who they are. are always asking people where their people are from. And you're like, I've I've literally never heard anybody ask that in, in like real in life. That, and I would be like, excuse, half excuse hour, me, what did you ask me where my people are from? Like in that you fan. fucking, what are you, a fucking <laughs> cop or a fucking weirdo? <laughs> You are you writing this you down? You into eugenics or something like that? Uh, th- it's it's important, <laughs> honestly, blood? in that scene that he asked for Bacardi mojitos specifically because Bacardi fronted a lot of post about a, like product placement money into this uh, movie. Okay. And nobody remembers this but me because I was super excited for this movie when it was coming out. When the trailer hit, it's not like today where like the trailer's out and you go on YouTube and you just see the trailer. The trailer, like, you would have to go to the theater, but if you wanted to watch it online, you had to go to the Bacardi website <laughs> and type in your like email address so they could send you some promo shit and like wait for it to download this tiny little postage stamp, you know, trailer for Miami Vice. That's so like right. Bacardi is like invested. So when, when they're all talking about mojitos all the time, that's on that's in the contract, baby. They had to do that. <laughs> I the would, reason he's a fiend for mojitos is because somebody got paid. It's just, I mean, it is. It's just, it is like it's not as much as I remember, but it is funny how just how I just also the. I am a fiend oh, yeah. for mojitos. I just I now permanently describe Michael Mann protagonists as fiends for mojitos. <laughs> and let me tell you this, Bacardi's investment is going to pay off today <laughs> because I'm about to go buy some rum. Are you going to make some mojitos? Make some fucking mojitos. This is a really annoying because drink to make. T- I'm sure it is. Well, I, I want like a more elaborate one. I, you know, I'm yeah. trying to work gonna on my You're going to get the mint game. and muddle the, the mint? mint? I'm going to muddle the mint and the lime and all that. So I looked out, watched some videos. They're very these, good. These fucking things look so good. They're tasty. And, they're, and, they, and they do do a pretty loving job of making them look delicious in this yeah, movie, yeah. too. It's a very good are job you gonna, of product are placement. You, are you going to use simple syrup? Or are you gonna I have I have simple syrup. Good, okay. Yeah. I've got, a, I got a whole planned. 
Yeah, yeah I got a whole plan. Uh, there's d- many different ways you can make it, but all of them request d- demand that you slap the mint mm-hmm. to activate it before you put it into the trick. Yeah, you want to like. Yeah. I'm gonna get so fucked up editing this podcast to on act- mojitos. To activate it, weird. Okay. They're really annoying to make. I know. I thought about actually having making mojitos for this recording, but then. Oh man, sort of I like, would have loved that. Probably. It's a little take, early, but yeah. I would have taken one. It's a little <laughs> I early. I think you all would have taken one. We would all taken one. Well, it's noon now, so we could. Yeah. Have, you know, I don't feel. Let's like go that's get some early. mojitos after this. It's mojito o'clock. <laughs> Although finding a place that's open on a Sunday afternoon and ordering a mojito and then not getting kicked out immediately because yeah. no bartender likes to make them. And this city's so pious, everyone's in church. Well, right will now. bartender kick someone out for them asking no, to make a, certainly dr- not. a drink? Certainly Get never. Get the fuck out of here. Although Did I you have, ask me to make a drink, I have you repeatedly leave. refused to make certain drinks because I just don't want to. <laughs> and then you had to kick the person out because they raised a fuss. Right. No, usually they don't. <laughs> usually it's like, I'm not going to make you a fucking Long Island iced tea. <laughs> don't drink a little. Do better. Yeah. Don't drink a Long Island iced tea. I had a girl You're come in. Adult. I had a girl come in, and she was visiting from. You have to Idaho. go to a shittier bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a girl come in to Connor Burn, which is a pretty, pretty small, like pretty low key operation. Like we don't have a ton of fancy shit there, and uh, she was a t- barely twenty one, visiting from Idaho, and all she would do, like she was there with her a couple of her friends and family, and she kept like looking for drinks on Google to like ask for because she didn't know anything, had never well, had a proper cute. drink before, but she was like, "Can I have?" Mm, an adios motherfucker. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to make one. Can I have a lemon drop? Yes, I'll make you a lemon drop. That's easy. Like, all this stuff. It was really funny. She's like, I never had a white Russian before. What's that? Oh, God. How about a I see there's beer? only beer? Do you have beer? No. How about just a gin and tonic or something, I'm not lady. making you one of Let those. me see how many people are in line behind me. 12? All right. Can yeah. you make me a Long Island iced tea? Can you make me a zombie? Oh, God. I did, well, make, you the, that, I did make you those really good zombies that time. That was, those were tasty. Yeah. Yeah, for for the last uh, telethon. That's right. Oh, right. That's what it was. Another right? good reason to buy rum. Yeah, yeah that was good. That stuff. had three yeah. kinds of rum in it too. I know. I'm gonna have to buy three <laughs> kinds of rum. No, only one for the mojitos. <laughs> only one. I suspect I am a Buck. fiend for mojitos. Yeah. We're gonna find out. Well, you will be now. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, the anyway, mojitos. He goes on a mojito date. Like where they, where Which is really cute. She's, she's it's like, fucking she goes, awesome. She goes, but she's, it's just funny because it's like this is the world that they're that they're like traipsing around in, where she's just like, "What do you want to? What do you like to drink?" He's like, "I'm a fiend for mojitos." And she's right, like, "Let's go I to kn- Cuba." I My kn- cousin is the harbor master. I know a place. How fast does that boat go? And you're like, "All right, this is pretty cool." And like you were t- you were talking, uh, we were talking about it about how like people. I think at the time this came out, people were like. I don't know what people were expecting from Miami Vice the movie, but I think they weren't. They were expecting it to be more like a campy action movie. Yeah, more campy or whatever. But if you've watched the show, this, this is, is the this, this is, is the show like the show. Yeah, like this is not different from the tone of the show, except the show was made in the '80s, and so like it has that the 80s, campiness is not deliberate. Right, it has that it 80s, is campy. It has that '80s. It's campy look. now. I mean, even, yes, and even like the first season or so is not really campy. Like if you watch the pilot of it, it's very it's, awesome. it's very close tonally to this movie. Yeah, like it's very and like. Like, like especially like that uh, that Bruce Willis episode uh-huh. and stuff like no that's it's like this later, is exactly what the show is like later when it's like all about the suits or it's uh, Edward James almost like uh, like you know using his katana to kill a cartel or whatever it's right. a little like okay that's <laughs> or the one yeah, that's a or the one where goofy, James Brown is like a space alien sure what yeah oh yeah yeah that's yeah, like yeah. late late stuff uh, but like early on it's like very much like the same tone as this movie so it's like watching it and going it is like a lot a lot the show yeah i've had a lot of arguments over the years because you know this is a movie that a lot of people really don't like they're going like well you know when they when i thought that they were going to make a miami miami vice movie and then i saw the movie wasn't anything like miami vice no it's exactly like it's fucking a, miami <laughs> vice which was a show that like took itself very seriously yeah dude 
You know? that, that show was not just like guys in funny suits walking around being cool. It was like really, really like and, very and Michael Mannish. Raised yeah. the bar for production value for television at the time too. Mm-hmm. It really blew people's minds like the like the quality that they put into the visuals oh, of yeah. that show. And it still holds up as a really great show. Like if, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but if it is, you check it That's out. I tried, it, it, no, it, I did try to watch it. The pilot uh, is really because I was going through a bunch of old TV and I and I liked the pilot well enough and couldn't really watch the show. No. The birth. So, I mean, you, it's still the, it's still old TV. If you do watch the Bruce Willis episode, the one that he's in. It's really good. Super okay. good. Yeah. I'm sure it's it as, like, as one of the best endings of a t- episodic TV I've ever seen. Yeah, it uh, is one of those things where I'm like, I'm trying this show, and we'll see how long it, it holds my attention. Yeah, at the end of that, when Bruce Willis also pretends to come. <laughs> wow, off, off camera, off just, camera. Just kidding, pal. Sorry, pal. <laughs> sorry, pal. Just, sorry, pal. He just goes, sorry, pal. Just kidding, pal. Oh, I'm fucking again. Uh. <laughs> It was second second best uh, Michael Mann sex scene ever. Mm-hmm. Ma- Jamie Fox pretends to come and then there's re- a lot of fucking, fucking in this movie too. Oh yeah, absolutely. This movie has a ton of fucking. Not graphic though. No, but I mean it's good. But it's like also it's like erotic. Yeah, it's got the whole you know because uh, Jamie Fox and Naomi Harris are like mm-hmm. uh, you know they're they're a whole couple it sets up their whole thing and then it's got Colin Farrell you know. Getting, getting his on I like the part because they go to they do the whole Havana thing but then they have to do the other scene where she gets into the back of the SUV and they're just like alright <laughs> let's go that's funny to me they are I, magnetically I, attracted to each other yeah. in this they it, are it like, may not be like the most the, fuck yes it may not be the deepest relationship in the world or whatever the fuck time and, is luck man but, that's all they got but they're, yeah. they're, that scene is good because that I, I get I don't know if I've experienced that before, but where they get into the car together and then they he rolls up the the, mm-hmm. the protective thing so the driver can't see him and they're like, "We are fucking now. Wow. The, get uh, that dick in there." <laughs> and then like as soon as his dick's in there, he's like, "Hola chica," and she's like, "Hola chico," and you're kind of like, "Yeah, okay, pretty cool." I get it. Yeah, it's horny. Their their whole relationship. Is I mean, very who horny. wouldn't see that? Michael absolute Man is a horny. Who filmmaker. wouldn't see that flea bitten uh, dust rag <laughs> of of Colin Farrell and want that in them immediately? <laughs> God, he reeks so much. It's just, it's smel- just like Marlboros and Southern Comfort. Yeah, he smells oh, like he smells like cigarettes. He smells like rum. I assume he's a fiend for mojitos. <laughs> he orders two. He orders two Bacardi mojitos from that lady. Uh, I think they're both for him. They might, they might be. Yeah. <laughs> he just downs them and he's like, "Get me two more." Rita, where are your people from? My people come from the alleyway because I'm. <laughs> We're all drunks. <laughs> For my all people, my friends. My, just like my people were born in a gator farm in Birmingham. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty gross. Yeah, I don't know. What, uh, where, where are we talking about? What in this movie we're talking? We're just talking. Oh man, about it. We're just uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about. We're not really talking about the plot, but let's it's, talk about know, the good yeah. music and the bad music. Oh yeah, I gotta yeah, cover the both. music. It says both. It has one of my favorite Michael Mann music cue cuts, where like it cuts to the the Argentinian waterfalls, where uh, like the cartel guy's mansion is in the middle of fucking jungle, and it's got this awesome new metal Mogwai song playing, which is really uh, we can't fucking consider rad. Mogwai new metal. Well, it Mog- sounds like it to me. Mogwai's I don't know anything about music. Closer to like explosions in the sky, instrumental. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, whatever. That song rules. Mog- Mogwai is cool fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. And there's two Mogwai songs in it. Well, there's that, that one. one that one just does happen to have some heavy guitar. Yeah, that's stuff. the one I'm thinking of. It's yeah. really fucking cool. What's the other Mogwai song? Uh, some other. Song. But it also has <laughs> the single worst music choice in any Michael Mann movie. In my opinion, the as you said, the only black eye on this movie. Yes. Which is one the new metal cover of In the Air Tonight, and this version plays over the end credits. 
But in the theater, in the director's cut plays earlier when they're doing the when they're driving to the to the meet, which is oh, where the really? song plays. No, in, in the, the director's cut, it, it also bleeds into the actual uh, firefight itself. Oh, that's right, it's it does. Pretty bad. And I was trying to decide which is worse to have it be the last one, or and it's obviously worse to have it during in the midst of the actual movie. Yeah, even though, like, either, either way, it's I can survive it in the theatrical cut because it doesn't play during the movie. Yeah, in the, in, it's, the, in the director's cut, it is playing during a crucial part of the movie, yeah. like as if it's like we got something real good lined up well, for this part. In, and it is the worst. In the Miami Vice pilot, it plays. It plays, it in, the, plays in the show when they're driving to the like meet. Sure, yeah. and it's fucking so, I mean, awesome. So, it's, so, in the pilot. It, so it might be maybe the the meant the thing. No, it's was meant like, to be oh, a reference oh, to that this is, for sure. This is the same. Absolutely. The, the but I would. I mean, how great would it have been if you're watching the 2006 Miami Vice and they're going, they're driving to the thing and they play the Phil Collins song? Well, how great would it have been if it they, been awesome. if they played just that one at the end? Because the the worst part about it when I rewatched it yesterday was that like the score. Up, it's really good. Up to like that score at the very end of the movie where it's like cutting back between mm-hmm. uh the uh Jamie Foxx and Naomi Harris in the hospital to him seeing Gong Lee off and it's got this like piano score yeah. that's just like fucking great and it's it's like it's like got this momentum and it's building and that piano score is so good that then it like ends it bleeds it ends, into fucking it in says the air Miami tonight. Vice and then it's this t- and it's the worst cover of a song I really love yeah. now let me tell you something about and this and it just and it's just like cover. so it goes from like being like like here's this great score which could just keep playing through the fucking right. credits and I'd be like man that's that's great I mean I don't know if it's a score or if it's a song by or whatever then, whatever, whatever the music Michael is Michael Mann does that great. all the time too he does that at the yeah. end of Collateral he does that at the end of Heat where it's like the song at the end and then it bleeds into the credits and then great. also in the, the in the director's cut thankfully for him he he does allow it to bleed into a pretty decent Moby song over the end credits. It is a, yeah, with Patti LaBelle and Moby song. Yeah. But it's, I think that one is also in the... And it's, it's in the it's, theater, it's, it's, theater it's, it's, credits. It it's just after the uh, terrible cover yeah, of In yeah. the Air Tonight. But this In the but Air it Tonight appears, cover... it appears in the movie proper in the theatrical cut. But this In the Air Tonight cover is legit new metal. Yeah. It is by a band called Nonpoint, yeah. which is a non-entity in uh, music. I guess they just did the one... Th- I don't know what their fucking deal is. And, th- and they decided... Uh, you know how... Uh, <laughs> Fucking! It's how much it sucks that in the air tonight he doesn't play the drums until the end, and you <laughs> yeah. gotta wait for the drums, and then you're like, oh, finally the drums. No, no, baby, this one's got drums all the way throughout. It's terrible. It's just ru- it Like this, it, it like sucks. if there was ever a song that shouldn't be covered, <laughs> like like, like yeah, on the maybe, major yeah. list, it would be in the air tonight, just because it is just so of its time. It's so Phil Collinsy. It's so moody. But just play and that. And then he's just playing play that, that drums, song. And then that famous drum breakout thing. It's amazing. People remember it because there's no drums until that part. It's like it's. It, I think it's like one of those songs. I mean, you said I mean, obviously they were never going to play it because they had a soundtrack right. to sell. But but, yeah. but it's also like but like yeah. But put that one on the soundtrack yeah, then yeah. and buy it. Because Everybody loves that song. It's a great song. It's fucking rules. Yeah. It's a, well, it's I'll, like I'll play the shitty one. It's at like the end haunting of this, and stuff. They there, also covered I, the river too. Nonpoint. No, no, I just made that up. <laughs> Yikes! Just because it would be like Kevin's other favorite that, song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That like uh, that guy and like when the guys like singing the in, in the air at first it's like, but then when he really kicks into them, yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> I can feel it. It's, it's yeah. so bad. This rocks so hard. I would also like to point song. out that there is a song that is a ma- uh, that is from an album that Jay Z did with Linkin Park. Yeah, that's and the one that a, opens the movie. A mashup of encore and numb. So we also get I feel so numb. The shitty ass uh, Linkin Park song. That, that's the, the opening. The, the opening thing in that is yeah. where, where the movie at the starts club. in the theatrical I, I like scene. That. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The like beat 
on that. I don't. I wasn't listening to the song after a second, but like I, I, I like the the like beat that it drops in on on that one. Well, Jay Z starts the, it and then it transfers over to Lincoln Park yeah. singing. And all then, it, but then in the movie, but that song fades out right into Sinner Man. Yes, I mean there's good music too, yeah. but then there's also two Audio Slave songs on this, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think he managed to get two, possibly even three Audio Slave songs on this baby. Uh, so Michael Mann, music-wise, is all over the place. So, uh, so the plot of this then is that Colin Farrell's fucking Gong Lee uh-huh. for like a, a big section of the middle part. Then they, then they're like, we're gonna do some deals. Meanwhile, they've, you know, there's all this, there's all this like uh, stuff going on. Meanwhile, like Jose gets jealous. Jose is like, and he's like, I'm gonna find out what's going on with these guys. He figures out that uh, Naomi Harris is like with Jamie Foxx or whatever. So they kid, they kidnap her. They mm-hmm. find out where she is. Oh so yeah. They, so the and so sell then, her to the so, Aryans. So this, yeah. So the Nazis. Uh, kidnap her and then you know they have to go rescue her i mean there's all that's these great the best, set pieces the best part of the there's movie. all these great set pieces yeah. right at the end of the movie because i think the shootout the climactic shootout is also good but the uh the the trailer park raid the trailer park like, raid is the best part because like, that has that has the, that's coolest, the best line the, the, there's two when i saw this in the theater I, I remember in particular i don't know if the people that i saw it with were liking it all that much but they loved they obviously the jamie fox premature ejaculation joke killed <laughs> And then this part where the lady is is pointing, she's like, Here's the, guy, what's the guy's got his finger on a trigger and he's gonna blow the lady up. He's like, you shoot me, I'll blow this fucking lady. We up. all go, fuck it, it, we, we can all go. go. Like, no. And she's like, here's what's gonna no, here's happen. She goes, she happen. goes, what will happen is, what will happen is, I will put a round at 2,700 feet per second through your medulla oblongata. Your tr- your finger will be, you'll be dead before your finger hits the trigger. Only you get dead. It's so fucking. And then rad. he goes, ah, and, and she, then she kills him. <laughs> and I remember everyone in the audience going, yeah. <laughs> You'll be dead from the is, neck down before your body knows it. It is absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah. And then, and then these they, guys have, but these guys have like this is established earlier when they're talking to John Hawks is that you see a picture of his wife or uh-huh. girlfriend or whatever, and they've got this like bomb around her neck, and so they've got these guys. That's that's yeah. their deal is they put these bombs around the kidnappers' necks, yeah, yeah. the kidnappees' necks. I also like how Jamie Foxx also shoots that dude. Like the guy comes out with a knife, he puts him down on the ground, shoots him in the back, yeah, and then oh, the yeah. guy starts moving for a second, just shoots him again. This whole scene is fucking amazing and then it of course culminates with like ah oh, we did it we got away boom or then jose blows up is like is like he's watching it on he's the watching, close he, goes, circuit. he goes nope i don't like that i'm gonna blow it up so yeah so they so that's why i say they quote unquote naomi harris's head her. is in yeah. a fucking fish that bowl. shot that explosion yeah. shot where she flies at the camera is really cool it's really yeah. awesome yeah it's like kind of it's like weirdly it's weird because it's like kind of like fake looking uh-huh. but then like when she hits the ground in the like way in the foreground it's just this i don't know there's some there's awesome there's awesome like there's a, like a weird a weird fake real depth to it or something. He does it's it like, again in Black Hat when the brother's car explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I like uh, this one more though. It's yeah, it's really awesome. Um Yep, and then the, and then and it's it all, just a, a close up of the back of her head smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, really she blows is, the shit out of her. Her brain is probably pretty swollen. She has to have her whole That's the part that worries me the most. Yeah. She has <laughs> to have her whole thorax <laughs> removed. I want the, I want it to be the doctor from Arrested Development that's like he's gone. She's gonna be he's, on a skateboard. He's, he's gone. Your life. He's gone. Oh, we thought you meant because he, you know he's, he's just left. You think he's dead? But, you know, I, just, I, I wish that doctor was always. The or they doctor put her in. Or they put her in a Darth Vader suit at the at the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is Jamie Foxx okay? Is Jamie Foxx safe? No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. He's dead, son. Star Wars. <laughs> and then the whole thing, of course, culminates in a crazy gunfight at the docks. And this is where, like, all where this Ho- stuff Jose is Jose Arrow gets killed with a fucking M83 grenade launcher is, slug. Is that what that is? I have no idea. That reminded it, it just me makes of... A, his, it just makes him explode. It reminded well, me of yeah. the shot of, uh, of uh, Belush getting it in Thief, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, it's a similar shot where he's like, 
blown it back against the thing. The and it's sort of like of he's him. blown back against the thing that is just a blank a blank wall that's like a canvas for it's his, the side of for, a boat for gore. But I mean, in 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 yeah. Thief, it doesn't matter what it is. In Thief, it's the van, and this right. is a boat. But it's not like he gets shot and he's like, ah, oh, it falls down. It's like in both in both scenes, there's like a a, a wall of something behind yeah. them that gets uh, pollocked with uh, the well, with it's their, yeah, because that's what he gore. says earlier. He's like, they have that showdown in the in the restaurant, and Colin Farrell pulls out the hand grenade, and he's like, you know, we could splatter each other's brains all over like Jackson Pollock. That's right. <laughs> Shit is awesome. Yes. Then anybody know, make, nobody gonna make any money. <laughs> yeah, he shoots him with the, it's a breaching tool, so it's like it's like uh like a like a grenade launcher, but it's a slug round. It doesn't explode. Yeah. Michael Mann's got a little bit of a 13-year-old boy still oh, in it, which is great. Oh, I mean, well, great. so do I. Well, I this, really this love all that shit. I mean, this whole who last scene is great, too, because they're, like, they're going to do this trade, and he has uh, Gong Lee. You know, he's, yeah. She's been given to him. You and know, Barry Henley's got the FLIR images of the, the sniper guys. He's, he's, like, looking, he's looking for like, the, fl- the FLIRs on the snipers. Waiting for the shot, waiting for the shot. Looking for the shooters. Take the shot. That's fucking awesome. How about those shots of, like, the aerials photography in this? Like, when they're in the helicopter at night, Going over the city, and you can, it's like Barry Shabaka Henley's in the cap in the pilot seat of the helicopter, and you can see the whole city out underneath Gorgeous. him. Or like the the shot that starts is just like sky clouds. What's that? Oh, it's Lawrence of Arabia, but with a fucking you know Gulfstream jet coming out of the background oh, yeah. all the way up to the camera. Oh my god! Well, Corey it's so was pointing awesome. out on Twitter about all the sky shots, and there's one, there's another one towards the end uh, where it's just like a re- uh, when he gets the call, yeah, about and he's like. Colin Farrell's like putting stuff in the trunk as, as after they'd left the hospital or whatever, and he like answers the phone. But the sky, there's just this red. It's yeah. nighttime, but the sky is just red behind him. Yeah, it's amazing, and I don't know if that's like maybe that's like because there was a hurricane about to happen or something. But it lo- it looks, looks like amazing. It's like it's like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. A lot of spectacular shit in this. Um, I would yeah, also like to point out at the end is really great. Uh, and another highlight of this shootout is there's another character I don't know if we've discussed yet who's like the the hench- Nazi guy, the, the main henchman's henchman. He's like got a mustache. He's oh, bald. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's yeah, just fucking he's scary. Like the, he's like the Aryan. He's the head Aryan. Guy. Is he the head Aryan guy? Yeah. He is fucking terrifying. And just I like, like the he's way, got uh, one of these guys that just has a presence where you're like, get that guy away from me. He's fucking scary. <laughs> I like that when Colin Farrell finally shoots him. He like he shoots him in the foot and he yes. falls down. He double taps him from like 50 yards with a fucking MP5. And it's get, so the, sweet. The dude gets a little moment too, where yeah. he looks and he you you, get, you just like, sort oh, of get uh, I'm done. another yeah. Boom, boom. And you get another couple seconds with this guy before he dies. Yeah. It's really and I do. I just like the scene. bullet holes in the top of his head. He's a great, yeah. Very two cool. of them, two yeah. perfect. Bu- oh God, v- very violent, fantastic. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I don't know. It's awesome. And then you know, it's very. It's you know, it's sad. He's got to see Gong Li off. It's like I got to take. I you do. Know, I, I can't be together with you. I do also love the part where like he's in the hospital. And he's got the his hand and Naomi Harris's hand moves and stuff. It's mm-hmm. probably and that music. Like I said, the music no, that's playing. Great. The music that's playing over this last like montage minutes, yeah. couldn't be better. than... I'm like it's just so fucking. I think perfect. it might be John Murphy who did some of the music Maybe. for like Sunshine. Uh, and uh, not but sure. It's so perfect, and then it's just the worst song ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, I should say the, I like the song, but the worst—it's like a, a, a ter- the terrible cover of a song I love. Unspeakably bad cover of a really good song. Yeah, you, the only thing that would be worse is if it was a fucking uh, non-point cover of the River. Actually, yeah, yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is? What, first of all, why is the River playing at the end of Miami Vice? But also, what? We what? went down to the river. <laughs> Just drums the whole time. Some record scratches in the background. <laughs> Um, here's, I just got, you know, some hard, some hard-boiled Michael Mann dialogue that I gathered. Fabricated reality and what's really up collapses into one frame. 
Probab- so good. Probability is like gravity. You cannot negotiate with gravity. We're beyond. What was the, what's the one? We're beyond something. Which where where the which way is up? Uh, yes. There's undercover. There's and undercover there's, and there's which way is yeah. up. I yeah. Hey slick, don't try and shine me on. You don't have the time or the skill. I will say that, like, as much as I like Jamie Foxx in Collateral, like I was saying, this is one of those roles where, like, I'm I'm up and down on him a lot in this because I don't. I, yeah, it's yeah. very hard for me to buy Jamie Foxx as a very like it's easy for me to buy Colin Farrell as like the character. I'm like, yeah, okay, but uh, Jamie Foxx just when he's being very serious is like mm. he still sort of seems like he's trying to be funny when he's being serious at times. Yeah, in this. it's very I, strange. Yeah, and it doesn't it just doesn't quite. Uh, because there's a, a lot of Jamie Foxx's role in this is like kind of s- just looking serious in different yeah. scenes and not saying. But things. he's very awesome at that. He's good at it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm saying is that I like don't. I'm sometimes I'm like mm, I don't believe him. Yeah. I don't believe that he's. I don't believe he's a serious guy. I can't buy it. But you know, that's just me. Maybe here's a here's a great uh, Colin Farrell line that just sort of sum this that just sort of sums up the way. Well, let's see if he, it's the, the one way, I'm thinking. The of. way he talks and the way everybody talks. There's there's the one whole particular movie. that I like, and I wonder if it's the same one. Say, this is he's talking on the phone. There's a lot of phone talking on the phone on the top of buildings, sort of stuff. And he's yeah. like, "That is the hand that we have been dealt on 11:27 yeah, yeah, yeah. on a Saturday night." Now I do not know what case you have him on, but whatever it is, it is whatever it is, it is going bad, and it sounds like it is going bad right, right now. now. <laughs> Just very that, terse. No, that, that, line, no that line is amazing. That's so good. That was not the same one. The one that I the one that I was thinking of is when he's talking to Yarrow, and Yarrow's like, "Who who do you run? Who do you work for? Like, other than other than this guy, like, who knows you?" And he's like, "My mommy and daddy know me." <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, no, the, yeah, the, I, we, this is this is the hand we have been dealt. Yeah, eleven forty-five of p of the p.m. <laughs> this is like so <laughs> funny. Here's here's but another it's so like hard. Like this is this is absolutely what this guy talks like. Here's another one where it seems to kind of like it's like transcend. It's it maybe even self parody or something. I don't know. Where somebody something's got to go somewhere, yep. somewhere, not too distant <laughs> in the future. And you're like, God damn. Yeah, Good that re- Lord. that reminds me of one in Collateral where he's like some guys who are under major indictment who majorly do not want to be indicted. <laughs> it's like almost jokey. It's oh, almost man. like joke structure. That's, that's what I like about this movie is that I think that like when you separate the stuff, a lot of the things if you take if you pull out things and go like here's this line of dialogue separated from the from the whole vibe of the movie, it, it it's like. What? That's, that's that is silly. But if you if if, if you're, you're like, it, if you're yeah. in the movie when and you're, you're in the movie, and you're tuned in, it's like it's like this. Is, it really works. I think it's it, it's the one that operates on on a vibe the the whole time. Because even the di- even the dialogue is like is like tuned to that. Like it's all of a it's all back and forth of a piece to the visuals to the music or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's done it in other movies too, but it's not. Uh, yeah. It just feels like this. This one, it's like the most mannish. It's not my favorite man movie, but it is like the where he's like, "All right, none more man, none more man." Ratings. Oh, I got a couple though. First, oh yeah, because I wrote some down too. Uh, first of all, we have to mention: Are you ready to take it to the limit one more time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's Jamie Foxx. Uh, my mommy and daddy know me. I already mentioned. Uh, where, where did I? I had it written down here. What was it? Oh, it's in the scene. Okay, so we talked about when he goes. Uh, undercover and which way is up but it actually plays out even cooler than that because they're like he's like what's like Crockett or Tubbs comes up and he's like what's going on and Sonny's like he goes as in as in there's undercover and there's which way is up and Sonny goes do you think I'm in too deep I forgot and they look at each other really intensely and, he, and Ricardo goes I will never doubt you that's it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. That's the main one that I think people free like everybody remembers undercover which way's up and nobody remembers their like bromance scene there for a second where there's like I will never doubt you. Bro. It's fucking rad. 
It's but fucking it's fun, rad. But when you say it out of context, it is. Oh funny. no, it seems totally stupid. I also <laughs> like uh, I like when Ho- I like a lot of Jose Arrow's dialogue where he like he shows he shows Luis Tillis the video is like this is not casual. You know, he does like the whole scary yeah. thing. I like when he uh, when he says he's gonna he's gonna take Isabella for him for himself, and he's like we'll go out on a date, catch a movie, catch grab a, movie, a bite, grab a bite. And uh, my favorite one is when he's talking to them in the in the nightclub, and he goes, "I'm a disco guy." <laughs> <laughs> he's really John Ortiz fucking walks he's away got with a this lot movie. of he's got a lot of personality for this kind of for a, a this movie and this character in this movie and he usually doesn't play that kind of guy like John Ortiz is not usually that flamboyant of an actor like yeah. he shows up in black hat again as like a suit you know what I that's mean that's right not uh, as interesting but yeah anyway so yeah you want ratings <laughs> yes. then you get I mean like you get 10 10 Judds. <laughs> this is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. 10 Judds. I mean, li- That's no, a first. I'll give it five Judds. But I mean, I just think it's a perfect, pretty perfect movie. Nice. I love it. Um, it's my favorite Michael Mann movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I'm going to give it three Douglases for all the sweaty fucking, mm-hmm. which I think it totally earns. And I'm glad it's in there. Hola, Chica. Yep. It's good stuff. And also, just like I said, like the, the fucking fast boat to Cuba first date. That's horny, man. That's fucking great. It's both. It's horny and also just cool. You're like, cool. That is cool. <laughs> That's so neat. Yeah. That's, that looks fun. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh, three Douglases, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten rounds at 2,700 feet per second going into your medulla oblongata. Jesus H Christ. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it four. Yeah, I'm going nice. to give it four. I, I have come around on it. Uh, I mean, it is very silly in many ways, but it, it's so... I think it's fascinating that Michael Mann sort of started out with, like, when we, we watched Thief and Manhunter, these kind of, like, impressionistic, abstract sort of movies, and then he moved into Got this sort of... That. Yeah, and then he moved into this sort of more semi-realistic... Yeah. Uh, like, uh, verite? Is that the term for it? Sort of, Almost, like, more, yeah, yeah. You know, heat, a lot more verisimilitude. Verisimilitude, like, heat and insider that are kind of like, we're, this is, this is, we're trying to more grounded, simulate yeah. reality. Yeah, this yeah. is very realistic movies, and then, it, but then he developed. But it was a different style that he just eventually brought around to it being impressionistic again. Yeah, by in, the time, this, by, by sure. but still Vice. encompassing a totally lot of that other sort stuff. Of style than those early. Than, it looks very different than like Thief and yeah. Manhunter, but it's still also like abstract, not not realistic yeah, yeah, for sure. It's but very, but it's also contains all that detail. Still, yeah, like but it's, all but that it, stuff. it has a lot in common with Thief because it's a lot of scenes of got people doing sh- like. Uh, you know, shop talk yeah, that yeah. you don't understand because you're not a thief or a cop or whatever. Yeah. It was a similar thing in Miami Vice. It's yeah. a fascinating filmmaker evolution where he kind of like is doing a different thing but came back to the same place. It's been interesting to watch all of these together because you're seeing, I, I wouldn't, I've always, wa- I've watched all these movies but like, you know, months apart or something, never back to back so it's interesting to watch like, he's like, really, oh, he's really got a project. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, and and just watching, seeing all the stuff that's mirrored or going like, yeah, oh, yeah. man, Miami Vice and, and Thief are actually, like, yeah. more similar than I, than I would have Yeah, there's thought. a lot of rhyming. Like, that's very, that's, I wouldn't have, if I just, if someone said like that, I'd be like, what are you talking about? The movie you made in 1980 is not at all like Miami Vice. Yeah. But it's very, yeah, they're very similar, like, uh, stylistically. 40 years of, of this guy's career, there's stuff that's set in stone and then other stuff that changed wildly. Yeah, That crazy. looks completely different. Crazy. Uh, pretty neat. And then I'm gonna give it two and a half Douglases. It is it is wildly horny, but none of it's graphic. I don't, I don't even think there's any nudity in the whole thing. But mm. there, but I mean stuff like where they they can't wait to get inside each other in that car is it's pretty undeniably lusty. It's all it's all very uh, not 
it, maybe chaste isn't the right word, but it's all like there's no like it's not like uh, pervy or sleazy. No, no, it's not like nary a nipple it's not like gross. or a dick it's not to be ew, seen, or yeah. like people getting yeah. like chopped up while they're getting fucked or something. There's a scene oh, where geez. they're in the shower together. Well, you know, like basic yeah, yeah. instinct or something. Right, right. There's you know? a scene where he's in the shower with her, and it's very sensual, but there's no nudity. And you, but you, you, but you'll get like a lingering shot of like her hair sticking to the well, side shower of, of scene her neck of, uh, or something with uh, like that. the other couple too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Two shower scenes. I think that there may be a little bit of nudity, but it's a body double for ca- for Naomi Harris's character. Yeah. So you like you like, but whatever. Side it's boob. it's two and a half. Uh, <laughs> side boob. And I'm gonna give it uh, ten uh, mojitos that I'm gonna drink tonight. Uh, that is gonna kill me probably. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy a lot of mint. I'm gonna give it four and a half. This movie. Nice. I, like, I like this a little more every time I watch it. Uh, you know, despite like having like things where I go like, eh, "This is silly" or whatever. But when I'm in, when I'm watching it now, every time I watch it, I'm like, "This is fucking awesome! How awesome is this?" What was it? I had my like letterbox review from a while back. That well, last time I watched it was like, was like I always make fun of this uh, this movie's uh, well, this movie's self serious self seriousness and up its own assism. But damn it, if it isn't also fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it's a movie that just couldn't take itself more seriously and couldn't be further up its own ass and is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking great. It is silly. But that, but and you know. Sometimes silly is fun. And, and in this case, it's very fun. And I, so I think it, like, I don't, I kind of, I'm like emotionally involved to a point in mm-hmm. points of this, but I don't quite, it didn't quite. So, like, four and a half. And also, it ends with that, like, that yeah. terror, the worst cover of a song ever. <laughs> Uh, non-point. I'm glad you're gone. I hope you're dead. <laughs> well, non-point. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go three Douglases. I think it's uh, you know it's it's, it's all horn, all that horny stuff, all yeah. that horn dog stuff. Very it's all horny. and it's a large part of the middle of the movie. Is just him like him and Gong Lee fucking, like yeah, different places. Uh, and I'm gonna give it a uh, one. Go fast boat to Cuba. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Which looks I very, think looks very fun. Which yeah, I don't know. I I I put it as an equal equal baller first date as the tiger, the blind lady tiger. Ooh. The blind lady tiger one. The thing is, the go fast boat to Cuba is one you could be like, hey, let's do this. The blind lady tiger one is like so specific that it has to be like, okay, I, I if you took a regular lady with the tiger, that'd right. be cool, but it has to be a blind lady yeah. for it to be because you're like, no, no, it has to be. Blind I know, lady. I know what I'm gonna make this blind lady do. <laughs> Pet a tiger. Yeah, there's top three, top three dates is so is that one, that one. Go I, fast boat to Cuba, uh, blind lady tiger karaoke at the water wheel. <laughs> wow. So what you need Yikes. to do is take a go fast boat. To karaoke at the water wheel, where there is with a the tiger, tiger, where you bring a blind you tiger a, a, and make it sing, a knocked out tiger. Oh, the tiger's uh, the tiger's singing. Yeah, shit. What I'm that saying is, is that the, the, the the like tiger petting the tiger date only only works really well if it's a, if so it's you have a, to blind, blind you have person. to blind her first. Well, I didn't say that. Oh, but I'm just wow. Don't do that. Never mind. Don't Ooh. do that. He can take he can take Naomi Harris on that uh, date now because she's definitely uh, oh. landmines have taken her sight. No, she's a cyborg now. <laughs> I like to think so. She's just a brain and a robot. Robo if this voice movie had made, if this yeah. movie, movie had made money, we would have gotten that sequel where Naomi Harris is a, a RoboCop. <laughs> I would watch that. Ro- Robo Vice. Drop it. Drop it. Speaking of dropping it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna drop maybe. Well, we'll we'll all, we'll all discuss it. But it is uh, the, the last movie that we're gonna be talking about today. Michael yeah. Mann's Black Hat. Some hacker is hitting our financial markets. Four major banks, and that's just what we know about. If we want clues to the hacker's identity, we need a man named Hathaway. What do we know about this guy? He's a convicted hacker serving 15 years at MIT. 
genius coder. I want you to commute my sentence for identification and the apprehension of the guy you're after. Those are the terms. Is he political? Terrorist attack, any declaration? The guy we're working will drop the big hammer and not think twice about it. He's on the move again. Chicago, now China. This is only the beginning. So which yeah. cut? Which cut did everybody watch? I only watched. The, I only had time to watch the. Only had time cut. to watch the theatrical. Okay, I watched both. I did not. I yeah. I, didn't. I watched the the. I, didn't, I barely the had time to reconstruction watch these, uh, of the director's cut that was released in public. Well, screened publicly only once, uh, and then showed on FX a couple of times, and then so there's rips of it out there. And then our fan listener and friend Ryan Swen has made a like a version of that, like a sort of reconstruction of that cut taking elements from the Blu-ray and the rip of the broadcast instead of doing the best approximation of what the director's cut is supposed to be. Amazing. Oh, okay. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to end up watching that. I yeah, it's I, really I, good. I feel like I, I should because it's this is the, the one that I watched is not very good. I think both are great in their own way, but the director's cut is a better movie. Yeah, this yeah. is my this is my least favorite uh, this is my least favorite Michael Mann movie probably altogether. Uh Although I still like it, it still is. I still think it's good, but uh, it was definitely parts of it. It was hard too because I watched this back to back with Miami Vice yesterday, mm. and I and like going from Miami Vice and putting this in, and this was a movie I'd seen before, but I literally remembered almost nothing about it. Yeah. it my, you know, it may have been something where I was watching it late at night, or wasn't paying close attention, or I was just, or I was drunk or something. But I got like into it a bit, and I was like, I know I don't remember any of this, is because it just doesn't, it doesn't like connect, it doesn't connect with me at all. Mm-hmm. Like a cyber, like cybercrime movies, I'm like, eh, generally, <laughs> and it, but it just, there's no, I, I found like, I was just watching the whole thing, going like, I'm not, I'm not connecting, I don't connect emotionally with anything in it either. Like, and I, I'm, I'm like, I like, I like Thor. I like all the actors not, are doing. All I don't the actors think he's are very doing, good at All this. the actors are doing. He's doing a pretty bad accent, but I think yeah. he's otherwise doing a decent. But job. I mean, I generally like him as an actor, and he's a he's a he's a handsome hot uh, dude. Yeah. So he's handsome. Uh, and uh, I like a lot of the actors in here. Uh, Viola Davis, great, awesome. Oh, she's great. She's she's my am favorite. I, am she's, I, am she's, I being she's, tangible? She is hands down my favorite part of the movie, character in the movie. But it's mainly because like. Viola Davis is one of those actors who you give her the you give her the role of the boss or whatever, and she's going to bring a lot more to it than another actor you would give that job to. Yeah, like just by being her. So, <laughs> but Chris, but Chris Hemsworth, I f- it, in my opinion, yeah. is um, r- running up against the wall of this Michael Mann type of character. Like we've we've gotten lucky on, yeah. in a lot of these movies where they're doing these this very blank washed out character, but like Colin Farrell is able to pull it off. And, uh, and like uh, other char- like uh, characters in Heat are able to pull it off, where you're like, "That's cool. That person's disaffected and stoic, <laughs> right? And, or, or, and, we, or, and, we, or being weird, or being weird." And this one's gone a little too far, and he just seems hollow and just. Empty oh, I totally buy it to because me. he's been in prison for so long. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's got this thing where he's, yeah. but he's just so boring. I mean, every, again, but another call, talks, another, yeah, another callback to like Jericho Mile and he talks Thief, like this but also like time. I think that like when I see James Caan and Thief, there's not one point where I go, I believe that guy's been in pri- that was in prison for. Right. A, most of his life, but also I'm like, what a character. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Hathaway doesn't quite do that for you. Uh, he doesn't do anything for me. I mean, <laughs> and, I've, and I've definitely liked him. He can be very. I mean, besides, he's handsome. Yeah. I mean, I think when they when he, he hooks up with that 
lady in this, it's like I'm like, well, sure, you guys are both really hot. Absolutely, so totally like, makes sense. So like, I mean, if I yes, if I were you, if I were either of you, yeah, I would also hook up with the other one because you guys are incredibly attractive, and you should definitely, you should definitely have sex with each other. He reminds but me it, in this know. movie of meatheads I would be stuck on the bus with when I was playing football in high school, <laughs> and and I'd just like, and I'd be like, there was certain people on the football team I could talk movies or this and that with, but sometimes I'd be like, oh, I gotta sit next to Eric or whoever, and it's like, hey, what's going on? Oh, you know, I'm into boats and <laughs> motorcycles. I got a, my dad got a motorcycle. It's just like, oh, I, think he's, I think he's so better than, boring. I think he's better than this Eric fella. <laughs> this guy seems a little more, a little more with it. He's an amalgam of you're, characters. You're Eric, this Eric guy seems like he's like... <laughs> You want to talk is, about football? He is broken. Like, we're going to go play football, and you want to talk about football now? <laughs> yeah, that's all I have. That's all I know. I uh, I really love this movie. Uh, I think that it gets in its own way a lot of the time because it does get bogged down in a really complicated narrative and lets the characters sort of be themselves and expects you to connect with them emotionally without a lot of the signals, the formal signals, that you're used to, like, if this looked like Miami Vice, that might help. Yeah. I still think it's as beautiful, but it's just a differently good-looking movie. Mm. It's not quite as, you know, like, it doesn't have, like, those luscious red skies or those beautiful tropical, you know, panoramas. It doesn't have that stuff. It doesn't have, you know, obviously the Hemsworth-Tangway uh, relationship is not as intense and horny as the one in Miami Vice. Well, also, we've watched so many of these in such a short amount of time that yeah. this relationship of all of them, I was like, mm. I was like, eh. Because, like, I'm thinking back to fucking the first one I watched, where I watched, which was Mohicans. Yeah. And it I'm reminded just like, me of Mohicans that, a lot. But that movie has a scene where these two characters are in a room and they look at each other and right. I'm like, yes, yes, fucking, Absolutely. you, no, you guys fucking belong together. And this one, it was like, yeah, okay, sure. That's you guys might as well fuck. So, That's kind of what I'm saying. It's, it, holds together more thematically than it does like emotionally. Yeah. Um, yeah, which at least was left me cold. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's and, perfectly And also reasonable. the plot is the plot is confusing and boring yeah. to but me. The, but the, but it, it's like a lot of things that Michael Mann does in all of his movies that he gets away with that he got away with before and in this it's like he ran out. Like, well, he I mean, I think it, it also doesn't help that the version that you watched is conducive to making that That's sense. true. And that could have said but like Miami Vice is convoluted and I don't understand what's going on and I like that. I he, would argue that this he, is way more convoluted. He is convoluted. I don't understand what's going on in that yeah, yeah. movie, and that works. That's what I think. And, the, and this yeah. one is just sort of like, but but why, for this one I'm not even following, and I don't care. Well, you know, like yeah, sort of like thing. one of the things that's different about both cuts is that the stuff happens out of order in the theatrical cut. Okay, it's like it's been recut so that it doesn't make sense what's happening. Yeah, and there's dialogue in there that was like repurposed so that so that to cover up the holes in the way that they restructured the movie. I'm not saying you would prefer the director's cut or think it was like significantly better, but I do think watch. that there's a difference. I'm, I was able to, f I'm able to follow what's happening because it's pretty. It's like, okay, now he's going to do this and do this, but it yeah, was yeah. just like there were a lot. <laughs> watching all of these movies, there's there, there's not a lot of scenes of characters just in rooms talking about what's going to happen mm -hmm. or what they're up to and stuff. I would and, love a couple of those, and, but I feel like there's a lot of that in this <laughs> where it's just a lot of characters going like, and here's the guy. I don't know, just I, scenes, I'd like a scenes couple where scenes people where looking at computer screens are like inherently <laughs> yeah, boring yeah, yeah. to me. I'd like and to see like, where, scenes where movies where in this movie where people look directly at the camera and tell me what's going on because I'd have no fucking clue a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't and know. And I'd like a few more scenes where the camera zooms inside a computer. Yeah, and I goes, don't like zoom, those. zoom, zoom, zoom. So that, I, I really I, I, I've little, never liked that. I really like that because that, I remember when we did the last episode, I talked about how you should think of that when you think of the keep. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, those shots, right. Those shots yeah. inside the grid of the computer look exactly like the big pullout into the keep to me. Okay. I think that they're, they're the, his version of like those phone call scenes in The Insider where he's like, how can I make people talking on the phone to each other look yeah. exciting? And this one, he's like, how can I make hacking computers? There's nothing inherently exciting about yeah. like the idea of hacking computers is exciting, but in, when it actually happens, it's not. So this is his way of making it look it like visual, action. It visualizes something. It's a little corny. It reminds me a lot I, of the yeah. photogrammetry in Fight Club, which might make yes. it seem a little dated. I think that visually it's a striking image. I think that he's trying to show a tiny thing having an influence over a very large yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a very few ways for him to dramatize that. I'm not convinced he found the best one, I, but it does work. Yeah, it's like that that the, just that zoom into the computer yeah, stuff yeah. Whoa, has been done before. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I mean, it's like the beginning of the Matrix. I don't think <laughs> I I don't think I thought it was it's like the opening uh, the opening credits of every X-Men movie or whatever. Right. Uh, I I just I, I don't it's not something that does anything for me because yeah. I get it I'm like I, and I like that like I do at the very beginning I think I, I think they do it later again and I'm like okay yeah. well, we, we don't they do, you, do don't, it, they do, do it a little it do happens it, like four times you don't so. need to do it again but like the We're first one I think in, is baby. interesting because he is like how do you show this tiny thing yeah, yeah. breaking this thing causing this fucking meltdown or whatever right that's okay but yeah I, but also just the like that sort of like uh, Fight Club esque, mm-hmm. like like zooming way in on a it's not a thing you thing see in Michael Mann movies all that often. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, it's it's not like so Michael Mann stuff. Surprising. Michael Mann's innovations are usually mm-hmm. he's more innovative usually in these movies where it's like oh Michael Mann you you watch a movie and think like yeah. man he he came up with how to sh- to to shoot a. A, yeah. a thing like that. In this one, he's sort of like you know, like <laughs> you know, like in other yeah, movies. Fight, you know how they do it. It felt like Club. you know, like in other movies. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Uh, some of this movie, but I, like I, again, fin- I don't hate fin- this movie. Fincher I don't want to. I don't want to sound do. like. I don't want to sound like I think this movie's Look, terrible. But it did. I did keep like. I did keep like having to force myself to connect back in with the movie because I would found yeah. myself drifting away and looking Look, around my as living a, room as a full on acolyte for the guy's yeah. work. I'm all. I was in the tank from the beginning. Yeah. There's no way I wasn't gonna pull more out of this than maybe is there. Yeah. But I would argue that after like ten viewings over the years, like I, I think a lot of the shit that I see in it is there. Sure. Um, but it's not gonna be. It's not his most accessible movie at all. It's almost like you know, if you want to talk about Vice as being the ultimate Michael Mann movie, the last, the two that have come after that, Public Enemies and this have really doubled down on a lot of his idiosyncrasy without providing some of the things that most audiences crave. Yeah. Um, especially Public Enemies, which I think is like a flat-out masterpiece, but everyone I, I encounter seems to go like, I don't really get I need what's to going on them. there. I, uh, the, thing that, the thing is that like all of the other movies besides this one that we've watched have, even Manhunter to a point, have like, uh, there's like an emotional core to mm-hmm. it. And this one, and this one just less of less this, of that. I would agree. This one, less just, of this one just left me cold. I think that it's trying to do that, but it didn't. Yeah. It didn't work. But it, in like in Miami Vice, it's like yeah. whether or not I buy the relationships or entirely or not, it's like it's like going for it. It's like an emo- that scene at the end, like I was saying, where right. Gong Lee 
realizes that he's a cop is chi- gives me chills. Like yeah. just just her her looking both ways and going like, oh my god, this guy's been lying to you know. It's like yeah. woo. And there's no and there's zero there's zero scenes in this where where I feel like that except for maybe the scene where the dude gets blown up and then yeah. they all get gunned down because that's, that's actually amazing. That's, that's an amazing set piece and it's sad because Viola Davis gets killed and she's not going to be in the movie anymore. I like the way that the two the, 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 the character the, the, the two main couple. characters talk to each other. I like the I like their relationship, but I think it works more thematically than it does emotionally because of the way that he talks about being in prison, the way that she talks about his being in prison, the way that she feels trapped by a lack of agency in her career and her life. There's a really interesting part later on where like Hathaway has to go back to the Americans because he he fished he fished on uh, William Maypother and got the Black Widow access codes or whatever. Right. And so the Americans want him back in jail and uh and uh, the brother, his friend, says to his sister Tang Wei, who and they're in love, like you're not going, you're not going with him, and she goes, "Who made that choice?" Yeah, like she feels completely powerless. Yeah, but and Thor so is does, also like, "You're not coming with me." Right, but he also feels like completely like he's very insul- insular and feels trapped. Like right. he has the most important line of dialogue in the movie where they're in the Chinese restaurant and he's talking about how you know the time I didn't I did the time the time's not doing me that stuff and he says dedicate yourself to your program it's like a very kitschy like yeah. a little bit of a campy line you know with the very, dual, very with the, mannish with the dual meaning of program in the computer hacking movie but it's very important because it's all about this is this is like kind of a pendulum swing back from his last few movies where like you look at uh you look at vice or public enemies or even like Ali, things like that, but mostly those last few where those movies are about people who can't avoid the crush of the system. Gong Li and Colin Farrell can't be together because that's not how the system works. Public Enemies, John Dillinger is a relic. He's got to go away. New system is coming in. This is organized crime. Bank robber, he's got to go. He can't be with Marion Cotillard. He can't pursue his lone wolf idealism. In this one, it's the other way. Because of computers, because of all of this institutionalized stuff, prisons, technology, all this stuff, individuals have power again. One guy can do a thing, can change an entire system, can crumble a government, can destroy an economy in seconds. Yeah. So it's very, it's a very different perspective. And so Hathaway is like this very new version of a Michael Mann, like lone wolf guy. Yeah, yeah. He fits in with the other, the other heroes. Yeah, yeah. In that regard, it's just really interesting to me. Like, and so. Yes, it's not as emotionally powerful as his other movies, but as an as a manhead, I'm looking at it from this thing of like, wow, this is oh, a yeah. really interesting entry in his project. That stuff's all true. Yeah. It's also aesthetically for me, just movies about people sitting in front of computers right, right. is is inherently kind of boring. And like, there's some cool. There's also action scenes in this, and they're awesome. Which actually, well, for some reason, reminded me of like this one. Really reminded me of like Johnny Toe. Mm-hmm. I, kept, yeah. I kept thinking of the movie Drug War. Yeah. Which is which, which I think is which I like a lot more than this movie. Sure, but sure. I kept thinking That's about that movie. movie. Uh, have you seen that, Travis? Mm. Oh, like especially one, that one the awesome. that midpoint shootout when the guys are yeah, standing behind I, the columns. I and don't stuff. know why that I was like watching it and go like this is like a Johnny Toe movie uh-huh. all of a sudden. Oh, for sure. Uh, but uh, but particularly Drug War, which is also cold. But like, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I just like the the stuff that was happening in this didn't. It was like all the other ones are about like thieves or people like people are like doing things. And yeah. this one, it's like, all right, 
Okay, we got some code here. Oh, fuck. Until eventually, <laughs> until eventually, it has to be shootouts. like. Until eventually, though, it has to be like he has to just get close enough to kill one guy. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. They I really mean, narrow it down from this like huge kind of hypothetical thing to a very specific yeah. battle at the end. Yeah, but the, 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 there's a thing that happens in the plot in this movie that I that I also found disappointing, where it starts like very intriguing. With a freaking nuclear reaction explosion, which I don't happens think happens in the middle of the movie in the director's cut. Wow, that's very yeah, that's and crazy. He, different. I mean, who like was this like? Are both cuts his? Because we keep. I mean, I know that it's called the director's cut, but yeah. are, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I think it might have been that it tested bad because it got pushed back a bunch of times. It might have okay. tested bad, and they wanted him to like jazz it up and open it with the big thing, and you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I can totally cause see that. Because I don't have I don't have trouble following like the A to B of sure, this movie sure. while it's happening in the theatrical cut. I don't think it's just con. It just seems a little convoluted yeah, but it is. well this way it feels c to a to b or whatever in the right. way that the progression because it, the first thing uh, that because it's like a hacker doing like fucking shit up and he, and he makes a nuclear reactor explode not a, not a meltdown but like it blows up somehow yeah. and you're like that's fucking heavy that's like some three mile island chernobyl type shit very scary yeah. like could do and then, and then and it's in danger of melting down throughout the whole movie too you're like this is extremely high stakes and the next thing that he does is fuck with the stock markets a little bit and change like and you're like that's uh, oh the soy yeah soy and you're like oh oh no okay yeah, it's backwards it's backwards that's bad in the in the director's <laughs> cut it starts the very first thing that happens is the soy manip- soy price manipulation yeah okay. it's not as bad and then as there's the a whole, there's a whole thing that doesn't happen in the theatrical cut because he manipulates the soy futures and there's this really cool like sort of interstitial moment where like there's this giant cargo container or cargo cargo tanker and it's pulling into port at Rotterdam and they're about to like go into the dock and then they get a phone call on the boat. It's like, no, it's not legal for you to port here. Like your insurance has been turned down. And the captain is like, what? I haul 200,000 billion gallons of soybeans in here twice a month. What do you mean my insurance is bad? And like, well, the soy futures spiked. So now the value of your cargo is all this much higher and you haven't paid enough import duty. So now you can't park here. And this affects worldwide food prices. So now there's like food shortages in third world countries because most of the world's livestock is fed on soy. It's like a whole thing. I mean, this is all very interesting. It's all very interesting. It's not exciting. No, no. That's the thing. It's like that's how he started the movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and then that, it goes. I mean, now to, I can see why that would maybe test I was, for I was kind of tuning out that. <laughs> right. Just hearing it. <laughs> right. Honestly. So then it, then it cuts I to the, the Chinese, the official, Hathaway's buddy, who is like. Uh, called in to investigate this and so that whole scene that's also in the theatrical cut but that whole scene all the dialogue is different because they're talking about the nuclear reactor and the right. theatrical that hasn't even happened yet okay so it he's needs to build to the nuclear that seems so obvious yeah it builds to the Weird. reactor because because in the theatrical cut the the scene where they go in to get the the, the hard drive from the nuclear plant is in the middle of the movie the that's bla- a cool scene. The blast has just happened like the day before right. in that. So it's like we're still in the same event. That's like the midpoint of the movie. Yeah. I believe it happens after the shootout where the guy gets killed. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and then wow. he goes in there they're to get the really hard drive right. and they're all in their hazmat suits yeah. and then something else explodes and it's just like so I, so it's not a meltdown or whatever it's just something else explodes. Yeah. But presumably in the original or in the cut that he wanted it's it's a part of the original explosion and it makes more sense. And so yeah, like there's still some the random explosion that happened. It's not like a week later. A week something later. Else <laughs> oh, something else blew up. Yeah, no, it's it, not the it, meltdown. It it's fine. It gets through the guy's suit. Yeah. Just get out of there. All that stuff. So like it's a whole thing and then you know they have to get Hathaway out because he built the code that the malware is based on and all that stuff. There's also the this part uh, and this right, is right yeah is i mean that's it, why that's why that all makes in the sense movie. but yeah 
This is what it builds well, yeah. to is the, is they is they find this location um, that's like off that's in uh, what off of Bali or something like that, and then and everyone keeps on talking about, talking about there's nothing there it's dog shit yeah there's absolutely it's the most garbage place in the world and then they actually go there and he finds this like the this like sta- like you go this weird it's like a total nothing. Just a bunch of rocks, and yeah, yeah. it's very it's, a, it's cool looking. There's a pump looking, room, it, but it's very bleak, and you there's mean nothing towards there. Towards the end, when they're yeah, towards Jakarta the end. Or whatever. That's Jakarta. 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 Thank you. There's a but, that, but it's not the city. There's it's, a part that made me laugh there, where he goes. Well, well, it is like my favorite this, line it's in the this movie. It's like wasteland desert area <laughs> on the coast, and there's nothing there. And then he finds the stairway, and you're like, "That's intriguing." And it leads up to this door, this like trap door, and then you're like, "Whoa, there's a bunch of shit down there. What's that?" And it's all, and then you're like, "This is really, really interesting. This is getting interesting." And it's just uh, has has to do with making tin, like build. Capitalizing just, on a tin market, it all something. makes sense because uh, I'm sure it makes sense. He, explain, it's just, he explains uh, it in some dialogue sh- shortly thereafter, where he goes, like, oh, he goes oh, "That's what you're doing, oh, isn't it? You're doing. Isn't it, you son of a bitch?" Yeah, you. Say, I, you which I thought was bitch. so funny because he's like, "I see what you're doing. You're going to flood this place, and that'll drive up the price of tin. Isn't that's what you're doing, <laughs> yep. you son of a bitch?" And I was like, "All right, it's like, like this far like into a, the movie, we're doing this." It's like a Lex Luthor. like a Lex Luthor plan, but way more boring. When isn't it, you son of a bitch? When I went to see the Lex Luthor plan, you get to see Lex Luthor planning it. When I went to the press screening of this uh i went with my buddy you know ben ben nason huh? and he's also a big manhead like me we were like stoked for this movie and we loved it and when he says that isn't it you son of a bitch line we like burst into spontaneous applause we were oh, yeah. so happy Cause especially because it was just like obvious manhunter callback we were just like oh yes and we thought it was awesome the whole rest of the theater was laughing <laughs> and as we walked out of the screening when you walk out of those the rep is usually there like what'd you think and we were like we thought it was awesome and she goes are you serious it's crap, guys. Right. Wake up. Um, I mean, this certain movie certainly isn't garbage. I don't want to imply no, no. that I think this movie is... Because it's also made no, by Michael, Michael Mann. Mann. And so, like, scenes are scenes are cool. There's a, I mean, that Chinese restaurant scene is... It's great. It's it's good. I Piss think it's, off and die, ghost man. I think it's the least of the uh, of the diner meetups. But honestly. it's the sure. But it's the closest to thief. It's the closest to thief because it's the, actually it's in a restaurant and he's literally talking about his prison experience. Exactly. Yeah. But also that scene ends with a really cool like fight. Yeah. I I didn't like the way that that no? was choreographed and shot. I, I didn't I, like some I guess of the I was action just, in there. I guess I was just he's grasping picking up a for table and stuff. I thought it was yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought it was clunky. I, I like know. his I like his uh, prison killing uh, fight technique. He went to Gladiator Academy. Yeah. Uh, I want to before also we move. Also, a line from Thief. Yeah. That's right. Before we move on from the hilarious tin mine explanation, <laughs> my favorite line in the movie is not, uh, "Isn't it you, son of a bitch?" It's when he's explaining the tin mine thing, and he's like, "He's gonna he's gonna shut down the pumps, and he's gonna flood the village. He's gonna he's gonna flood the valley, flood the village, the village people, the village dogs." Really? I think it's really funny when he says village people, village dogs. <laughs> you know what would have been amazing to see is that yeah. the, we, that he was talking about. Like well, the, I mean, it doesn't happen. Flood. They stop him. I know. No, but, right, but, oh, you mean, oh, do you mean to see the flooding, or do you mean to see a bunch of dogs dressed up like the village people? Hey, I mean, you can what, do both. Because that's what I was thinking would be, like, funny to, he like goes, the, the village the village people, the village dogs, and then it cuts to some, to some village people. YMCA. So the village people and some village dogs going like, hmm? Yeah, that would have been very out village of character people, for Michael Bay. That would be the that would be the Michael Bay style. We'll show like one shot, this beautiful hundred I mean, million dollar the, panorama of a guy in a village. That's the Zaz. Yeah. that's the Zaz. That would but, be yeah. if Zaz. I love it when he if says the, that. If Zaz directed Black, we're gonna Hat. flood this whole place, flood the village, village people, village dogs. <laughs> amazing, amazing dialogue. Uh, now I want there to be a band of the village dogs, where it's just dogs dressed like the village people. There's an Indian one. There's a policeman. That'd be great. Uh, 
Yeah. I love it all. I think that the shoot, the two big shootouts in this are tremendous. Shootouts are pretty cool. The one where, I mean, Vio Davis and, and Holt McCowney get killed is really awesome. I really yeah, love... Uh, that's I, very cool. I really love the whole bit with Viola Davis. She's like, you know, she's talking about 9-11. They're driving to the shootout. He's like, who'd you lose on 9-11? My husband. And the last thing she sees is this very tall building and she's just like, the light fades out. And you get the POV shot of her dying. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. Very heartbreaking. The movie ends with a climax that is very similar to the ending of Ronin. Yeah, kind of. Ronin, where oh, yeah, every, everybody, like, all the action takes place in the midst of a ceremony, an Asian ceremony that's happening, with a bunch of people with torches. It's actually incredibly similar to Ronin. There's, a, there's just a part, funny part in there where uh, Thor's like busting through all these people, and he's like, get out of the way! <laughs> and he's throwing people around. <laughs> yeah, and those are like, innocent, nice people. Uh, yeah, like, oh man. Yeah, just doesn't, throw he, these, doesn't he those request that they in, meet there, too? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, going to yeah. meet at the ceremony. There's going to be maximum casualties of innocent people if we do it there. I do like some of the killing in I was doing a scene. fucking great impression just then. That was pretty, I'm pretty good. I'm glad we got that recorded. That's, That's what that, he sounds like. That, I'll never do it. I won't be, find that again. So when he kills a, when he kills a secondary bad guy like that where he like stabs him in the in the through the head. Oh, Richie Coster, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's great. And then and then like I think also I don't know, this movie just is I like I like a lot of it. I like how it looks. I'm I'm into vibe on some of it but then even when it gets to the guy when it's like and then and then and, and obviously it's gonna be a guy because like that's the sure the uh, yes we're trying to find the person behind this and this is gonna just be a person but i don't know i'm dis i've been i watched this twice now and i'm just dis- i was disappointed both times when it's just like here's this guy and he's like hi i am a guy who and you're like this would have been th- a- i don't there's no there's no solution to it being uh being anything more exciting because it's right. going to have to be a guy but i'm just like and then it's just this guy this would have been a who's, really good place uh, fine, for a name he, he's a beard yeah i don't know he's just some sort so of that's somebody. what's i mean you don't think it's kind of thematically relevant and interesting that he's like more of a nebulous idea i mean if, like I, could follow, I, mean, if I could follow this movie yeah, better i, I might mean find, when you I explain it that way like, but uh, yeah. but in 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 the moment of watching a movie if it was like, like even he himself is like i don't know who i am when i don't think about something it doesn't exist sometimes yeah. i don't know where country i'm in like yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah. it's more interesting i don't know yeah. i yeah, also yeah. think that visually, i actually would have been more exciting if it was yeah. i mean not even somebody i don't know i just am disappointed by this guy right. by the appearance <laughs> of this guy i'm like this can't be the bad guy sort of that's the bad guy it's sort of this moppy haired uh you know a burlo haired dutch guy or something he's gonna show up again when we Adventures because he's on. A, uh, he's one of the bad guys in Dragon Tattoo. Oh. I do like. I do like that this guy is kind of like a little uh, portly. I don't know what's a good. You know, he's like. He's like a. He bigger, does look like a computer guy. He's a little, yeah, and but then but then when he's like then he like this will be adequate sustenance for my <laughs> tin mine conspiracy. <laughs> but then he, he, you know he's not Dennis Nedry or anything. But, right. But then he like pulls a. But then he pulls a knife out on Thor. And you're like, oh, he's a knife guy now too. Okay. That's who it should be. It should have been Wayne Knight playing this guy. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. I, uh, I really Critter. like. Uh, there's some formal stuff in this that I think is really cool, like the the gridded out the grid of the circuits at the beginning of the movie, right? Uh, lined up next to that shot when they're in that middle shootout when those guys are lined up oh, yeah. against the columns, and then at the end they're at the fire festival, the Niapi festival, which is like a New Year's festival in that part of the world, like harmony of man and nature, mm-hmm. and. Uh, all the care, all the all the people that are at the festival are in these straight grid lines, and they're walking in one direction. And our guys are against the grain of that. Literally, they're walking in the opposite direction between and through the code. Uh, it's really cool. So, wow. I, I just like the photography and in it looks that last great. Scene where uh, 
where they're like walking through the people and it's like the foreground, background, yeah. background stuff going on and just like I I like the way it looks. It's so cool. It's a cool setting for like a for like a showdown. Yeah. You I know, get, I again had to watch this just on regular DVDs, so I, I, I might have a stronger impression of it if I'd seen it on a better format or something like that. I mean, so. I watched the Blu-ray, and I mean, I I just like the, the I, I like the setups of the stuff. I like a lot of the visuals in this movie, but I yeah, mm-hmm. but like I said, I don't I didn't connect with any of the characters. I love that I, scene where he's walking out on the tarmac for the first time. He's like free. Get, yeah. uh, get about to get yeah. in the airplane. Right. Or there's the shot after everybody gets killed and they have to get in the plane to get out of the country. There's that really long shot of the plane taking off over Hong Kong. You steal the boats in the harbor. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like and I like the idea. The magic the, like, stuff does happen. I like the idea of the story. I like that like it's his bu- it's his old buddy who gets him out of prison to mm-hmm. help him. You know or whatever. I was like I got to get my friend to help me and you got to let him out of prison and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, but I yeah I don't know for some reason it just didn't ever register like their their relationship also. I'm like they're friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there's hardly any scenes where I'm like, I see why they're so close. I really like to see why they're good friends. Well, they haven't seen each other in forever. Sure. They were were roommates. Sure, but I mean, when Han Solo and Lando meet up, you're like, there's an instant chemistry between these two guys, and you go like, oh, they're buddies. And in this one, you're like... I used to beat that guy's ass <laughs> in high school. I think that's all I mean, I think you know. It, yeah, I think it kind of works because Hathaway is so zoned out, like, he doesn't have the capacity or doesn't believe himself to have yeah, the yeah. capacity to connect with a person. And I really Hath- like the is scene. Is Hathaway Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I really I, like I the scene Thor, after yeah. after <laughs> the after the brother catches them in bed together. And then the, the next thing they, they like right away they're in helicopters going to the big showdown and the shootout. And Chris Hemsworth is like Channel 4 and they switch their radios so they can only talk to each other in their headphones and they have a discussion about like they have a discussion about is it okay if I date your sister? Yeah. And it's really interesting talk because he's like can we talk about this? And the brother is like, well, look at it from my point of view. What do I see? And Hathaway diagnoses himself. And it's really not a good picture. It's pretty bleak. He's like, I'm, I'm a fucking ex-con. Don't have much of a future. And the brother is like, well, you know, I've never seen her happier than this. Yeah. It's a really interesting scene to me because, like, they're both making choices about her. Yeah. Uh, and, when she, and she really, when she sort of learns about that whole aspect of their relationship she really chafes against it it's really interesting yeah that's which is cool which one would you'd think yeah 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 you'd hope. Chris, chris hemsworth could at least throw in like you gotta admit i'm very hunky right so i might not have a future but uh look at these abs mate i mean very good i mean he's very solid he's by far the hottest hemsworth i do push-ups yeah, in yeah. prison with my feet up on a wall <laughs> which he does it's true <laughs> yeah absolutely uh yeah, I don't know. Um, there, uh, speaking of that relationship between the two of them, uh, huge huge echo for me uh, of Last of the Mohicans in, in a lot of ways, but in particular this the best part of the movie, of course. I just liked the little stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the movie on the whole, but there's little bits and pieces of just Michael Mann and stuff, and just like Nito, like the, with that 13 year old boy and Michael Mann stuff. Right. But where they the, the scene where the brother. Uh, the lady's brother dies. Is fucking yeah, rad. That's rad. It's, it, it's like they used a ghost camera to to shoot this uh, car exploding. Yeah. And they did. It, there's a cool special effect too, because it's clearly them and the car in the same shot. Yeah. And then, yeah. They, and then when the car blows up, they it's got to be a to composite. Effect, a composite. Uh, but it looks great. It has to be because otherwise, otherwise they'd be dead <laughs> or severely injured. At least have their eardrums blown out. Yeah. yeah. 
but it, but I mean, that's how cool it looks. Is that you were like that has to be a special effect? But it, but it, like the car just fucking blows the fuck up in super slow mo, and they get blasted, and that's it's awesome. Well, I mean, uh, but then yeah. but she but it's her brother's dead now. She she liked him, you know, <laughs> he was her <laughs> yeah. brother. And then they're flying a, away in an airplane, and then he is like clutching her from behind. Yeah, and yeah. She's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho- like crying, kind of crying, but also just sort of like not not like weeping per se, but just being sad and with like tears coming out and this is exactly like a shot at the end of the last of the mohicans when mm-hmm. her sister when madeline stowe's uh, yeah. sister like yeah, jumps yeah. off the cliff and she's like no and he like grabs her and she's like Aah. i also know, like the line that he has there is like we can grieve later now we got to check you know make sure that they can't beat us on the train that's it's right like, it's really cool yeah there's another there's a great uh thief and heat callback in this when they do the they cut off his ankle bracelet and ditch it on a Cargo ship going out of the country. <laughs> it doesn't. Right. It's not going to, to, to no, Des Moines. No, not going to Des Moines. That would be so great. But I thought that that was. I thought that that was very cool. Just says Des Moines. Yeah. I thought that was very cool. There's a there's a good line from the villain at the end where uh, I don't know why I just thought it was good where he's like uh, he kills he killed his like second hand. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Grieve because I knew him. What am I supposed to do? Grieve because I knew him. Yeah. You're like, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, this is what people do. This guy's like a robot. Like he's more like a computer than a man. Yeah. He doesn't have emotions. But in the but in the end, after all that, it does like the every single action in it does come down to like a human doing something. Like somebody has to press a button to execute the code. Somebody has to stab you in the throat. You yeah. know what I mean? He it's, stabs him a hundred times. A hundred times, yeah. <laughs> and he takes a screwdriver and just gabs it right into Richie Coster's brains. It's those I prison, love that shit. those prison gladiators. Yeah, I love, right I love there. his like prison armor that he builds and stuff. I just like the fight, the knife fight at the end because it's kind of like a little bit of a like a back and forth, and then when. As soon as uh, Thor gets the upper hand, he's just like step, 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 yeah, step, yeah, yeah. and then it's like, oh, that's uh, that's done. That guy's done. I mean, he's real, already a real prison stabbing. He's been shot already, but uh, I, I, yeah, the, the violence is all my my favorite stuff in this. There's like a part when the like during the middle uh, cargo. Yeah, 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 gunfight where the guys rigged up this awesome yeah. bomb thing. It's in, just in a landmine. It's just a mine. It, but the way that they, they shoots it, like yeah. usually landmines in movies, they shoot them as uh, yeah. big explosions of fire. And this is, of course, a bunch of deadly shrapnel going yeah. and yeah, shredding oh, yeah. them. And it's fucking My awesome. favorite thing it's about rad. those mines is how they all say front toward enemy front on toward them. Enemy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what that. they really say. They really do say that. Yeah. That's who you want to kill. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Got to kill that enemy. I mean, uh, there's another fun callback that I really like where it's after he goes, isn't, isn't that what you're doing, you son of a bitch? You're going to flood the tin mine. And it pulls out into a big wide shot that circles around them. Just like, gentlemen, they're looking at us, the LAPD, the police department. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. You know, that shit's rad. And then, of course, everything Viola Davis says in the whole movie. Yeah. Chica, what am I, Hispanic now? That's right. And then when she has that talk with the guy where she's like, we can have it on the news about you by the time, you know, four yeah. o'clock. Am I being tangible? Yeah. <laughs> Gary? Hola, Chica, you came to me. How am I supposed to do my work on an abacus or something? <laughs> She's so great. Yeah. Um, yep. Anything else? That uh, we well, we should read what Ryan said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me look that up really quick. He DM'd it to me. I did like the very last part, too, where he's like, where it's on the, secu- I don't know, where it's just him and her, like, oh, yeah. like walking, fading into the digital fuzz or whatever. They've got $74 million. Dollars. I do yeah, I do yeah. like that, that they- 42, that, I think. That, or, a lot. It's, for, it's $74 million 74. that they that they get from the, the soybean 
That's what he's using as a stake in order to finance the tin ore purchase. <laughs> anyway, they steal his money. <laughs> he can buy his own little private I gym. Think, I think it's really it just, cool that, that they... That plot, that plot of it reminds me a bit of the like opening scroll of Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. Like, tax roots, okay. <laughs> I do think it's cool that uh, that they do end up taking the money that it is ultimately about a guy like you know getting revenge on the system. He's like, I don't care if it... Like, I wasn't here to stop the guy because he was doing a crime. I was doing it for myself. That's right. And he, and he never stopped that. Uh, okay, so here's what Ryan says. Uh, One of the reasons that Black Hat is so exceptional and fascinating to me is that it seems, unlike any of his other masterpieces, to embody the twin poles of both his Hoxian camaraderie and his lone wolf individualism. The director's cut, whose vastly more linear and logical progression transforms the film into probably the greatest American globetrotting procedural of the past decade, emphasizes the group's particular intelligence with added scenes like Tangway sneaking the group through the hotel or the opening stretch that introduces Viola Davis. He's right, that stuff is totally different. I'd like to see more Viola Davis, for sure. Uh, (laughs) But the sense of growing collaboration and trust, especially between nations, can't survive in this day and age, so that last section moves again back into his doomed romanticism. And then he says, I'm actually friends with the guy who came up with the coffee stain presentation bank trick, which was really cool to discover. So I'm not sure what he means there, Ryan. You're going to have to clarify that. Do you mean that this guy suggested that trick to Michael Mann to put in the movie or that he actually invented that con? Huh, damn. Because, wow, if you know a guy who invented that con, that's somebody That's somebody that I would like to speak to. Also, if you know a guy who claims he invented a con, yeah, maybe it seems he's, like he's probably he's lying because he'd be a con guy. Yeah. He might be conning you. But, but anyway, thanks for that, and thanks for providing it to me yeah, and yeah. many other people. And if you're listening to this, if you want to DM Ryan Swen on Twitter, he might reach out to you and uh, let you have your copy of yeah. The Cut. I can't wait to watch it. Just didn't yep. have time this week. Uh, yeah, I had to watch three Michael Mann movies. They're yeah, all yeah. long. Yeah, exactly. I had to watch. Yeah, I, sure. bar- I barely finished them the first time through. I'm like, I'm certainly not gonna be able to watch a Michael Mann movie twice this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had other stuff going on. Yeah. God damn it. There's hardly any quotes that I, that I got from it. Uh, but th- this is this is the b- the bad guy does say some interesting stuff at the end. He's he's fucking weird. Uh, but he's I'm a gamer. I hire people to do sub symbolic stuff. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that's that's felt very managed to me. Uh, Matt kind of brought it up a little bit, but the whole line is: if I stop thinking about you, if I stop thinking about anything, it disappears, vanishes, ceases to exist. He's like a cat in that way. Whereas <laughs> if he like covers his eyes, you disappear, <laughs> uh, and he'll eat you if you're dead. I don't have object permanence. <laughs> I'm too smart for that. Uh. Get your thinking to where you're at, not where you've been. Uh, that's I think that's something that she says to him in the diner scene. Get your thinking. Yeah, to that's where a really you're good at, thing. Where, where he's like, been. she's like, I'm sorry for what happened to you, and he's like, don't be sorry. I, you know, blah blah blah. And she's like, no, I'm sorry for what happened to you. It's really nice. And I think this is with Viola Davis, uh, where she, where like they're trying to, or somebody who cares, uh, where where they're trying to, you know, we're, we'll get you out of prison, Chris Hemsworth, if you do this for us or whatever. And, oh, yeah. this, and that's the deal. And just then he's like, guy. no, you got to do this. No, it's for just me. some asshole. And then he, and then he goes, this isn't a negotiation. He's like, well, I just made it one. <laughs> yep. It's very Michael Mann. Oh yeah, that that little negotiation scene where he negotiates uh, full pardon if he catches the guy. Yeah. That's classic you stuff. Yeah. I like the I like that whole opening prison stuff. Like he's just like reading. He's reading like Fuku and and fucking listening to his ma- music, and then they bust up his <laughs> cell and pepper spray his <laughs> he ass. He has a book in his book in his book his little personal library that's just called America, mm-hmm. or as he calls it, America. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Ratings. Four and a half Judds from me. Boy, oh boy. Love it. Still think it's one of his greatest works. I, lo- I mean, you know, what am I going to tell you? I'm in the tank. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it two Judds uh, for them just, just hopping into bed together. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's very, it's very uh, most of their clothes on, though. Yeah, it's terse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Not even a shower scene. And I'm going to give it, uh, what am I going to give it? 10 out of 10 screwdrivers in the brain. <laughs> yeah, and that's good. It's, it's such blunt violence when it happens. Yeah. It's pretty wild. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it two Judds. Wow. Don't like this movie. Couldn't wow. found, found it very boring. I mean, there's these little little bits and pieces of violence and, uh, and kind of Michael Mann, classic Michael Mann stuff sprinkled throughout. But like hard to like one of those movies that I feel tired watching. Did Corey like it? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Oh, I don't want to speak bad. for him, but we were yeah. we were not enjoying it very much. <laughs> Just speak for him. <laughs> I don't he think, hated I think, it. I think Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth is. I think he's a very talent. He's actually really talented, and he can be very charming. This is not what he does. I mm. don't think he does. He's very good in this. Um, he's not an not an asset. I think that he's. I I, I thought this last this time, but the first time I watched, it, I thought he he's almost. It's almost distracting that he's Chris Hemsworth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if he was a more regular dude, a little bit, it might work right. better for me because he's like instead he's. You know, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is like a superhumanly hot dude. Or At whatever. any point in this guy's life, he was learning <laughs> computers instead of surfing and fucking. <laughs> I don't buy it. Uh, you could be surfing and fucking right now. No, no. I want to learn coding. I want to learn yeah. coding. I mean, maybe he got real hunky in prison. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's the part of the implication <laughs> I is think that he got, that all, is... he got all brolic in jail. Yeah. He got he got, he got buff, but they were like... But, but he, he got hunky. He was he was going to be fucking hot, hot right. even if he was. I mean, come on. <laughs> Nobody gets hot in prison. Yeah, I mean, he's no Liam Hemsworth, you know? He's not going to just... That guy, that guy <laughs> might re- get... The real talent <laughs> of the family. That guy might get buff, but he's not going to be hunky. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not by my opinion, anyway. Uh, one, and, one and a half Douglases. There's, there's some of that, like, just we're gonna fuck because of magnetic pull of two attractive people, Smoky. which happens in real life. Sure. I, I don't think it's unrealistic at all. I've no. seen it happen before. We're like, well, we're the two attractive people. We're, we're gonna fuck, right? I mean, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, but they, it's not this, like, you know. Heat get, gets a little higher, or uh, Miami Vice gets a little higher because there's lots of it, and there's not very much in this, and, and it, they don't show anything. Um, and I'm going to give it 15 minutes of zooming around in that computer. <laughs> zoom, zoom, view. Oh, we're going deeper in the computer. We're going into the chip. Woo! Uh, I got, th- I'm giving it three, three Juds. I do enjoy this, but also... You don't. I wish it. I wish it. <laughs> I wish it clicked Complex. with me. Yeah. I. It doesn't. It didn't do any. It doesn't do anything for me. But there's parts where I'm like, oh, neat. I'm looking at a Michael yeah, Mann yeah. movie. This is not bad. Right. You know, it could, I could be looking at worse stuff. Like a lot of it's. I just like a lot of the visuals and yeah. some of the and some of the set pieces and stuff. But yeah. But also, it never. But it never like uh, registers with me on an on a emotional level in any way. Yeah. Um, like you said, it works better thematically, which is in, which is interesting. You know, all the stuff you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. But then I I watched but it yesterday. Watch it. I watched it yesterday and was like, I'm having trouble. Yeah. I'm having trouble forcing myself to pay attention to this yeah. because it'll be scenes between characters talking, and I'm just like, whatever. And I just watched Miami Vice, where it's like that's a lot. That movie's all these characters very right. close talking to each other, and and like. Yeah, couldn't, I watched Miami couldn't Vice. Couldn't be hornier. I watched Miami Vice after this, and it was just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give. It, I'll give it one Douglas because there's a little bit of a little bit of horniness, but it's not. They don't it's show nothing, anything. It's nothing. Uh, nothing sweaty or dirty or really or anything. And I'm gonna give it uh, a zillion stab wounds to that dude's chest nice. because that's, he sure stabs that he stabs guy the a lot. Fuck out of him. Yeah. He stabs him so many times. <laughs> <laughs> we did so it. many times. Yeah, that was Michael Manuary. Michael, Michael Manuary, we did it. God damn it. 
The throwaway joke became an entire month. <laughs> it was good. I'm and happy. Rightly so. Yeah, I'm good. happy to have like revisited a lot of these. This I'd, was I'd this was a fucking super fun month. I didn't I didn't love all these movies, but uh, I loved I loved doing it, it and re- I loved half of them. It reconfirmed my faith in his utter genius. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it's also like it was interesting to rewatch a lot of this and sort of see how, where like we people always lament that like the and you know like these sort of adult themed movies going away, and you watch like Miami Vice and even Black Hat, and you go like. Yeah, where, I wish that I yeah. wish that they would allow movies like Ain't this in the theater. Nobody again making because, a movie like that because no. uh, you know, I mean, Miami Vice came out the same summer as Batman Begins, which is yep. telling a little bit. Interesting, you know, like uh, you know, and certainly Miami Vice has the larger shadow there, the le- the bigger legacy, <laughs> right? But Batman, Batman Be- and Batman Begins didn't like, uh, you know. But it re it re kickstarted like the mm-hmm. new superhero. I mean, because the, the Marvel, you know, what, Iron Man, Iron Man came out two thousand eight, so it was two years later, and so it was kind of like, you know, Batman Begins set the stage, but people were like, "Fuck it, yeah, we're ready, we're ready for more of this comic book stuff." And then uh, they were like, and then two thousand eight, it was Dark Knight and Iron Man, and it was like, "This is all we're getting. This is all. This is all you guys this are getting is, now. This is what we're doing from here on out." Qu- you know, qu- varying qualities of the movies, notwithstanding, yeah. you know, we're it's like we're no longer giving. You're no longer going to get uh uh searing michael mann yeah adult drama anymore which is sad it's because comic I, book movies well, he's got a new show coming out this year yeah, hopefully. yeah. i mean all this shit's shows now and that's yeah. fine but it's you an- know ansel elgort though Ugh, never mind i've read, I've read, the, I've read really? the book yeah i've read the book Why? it's based on and it's a really cool book it's gonna make a neat show but yeah. ansel elgort is the main character he's, he's man what oh, no. that guy gort, oh not that guy oh no gort, gort is in session <laughs> gort claudio murata Nicto. ansel elsgort Elscourt. Ansel Ansel's Elscourt. Elgort. <laughs> yeah, no. The people's, no. The people's Gort. Oh, I like that. <laughs> well, Except the people hate him. I mean, I'm glad that Michael Mann's doing stuff. I mean, he did luck, too, you know. Right. But he, he, he personally he, killed all those he horses. He personally killed all those horses. I am, I am mostly excited about that show. I mean, for obvious reasons. Tokyo because Vice? It's, my, it's Michael Mann. But it's Tokyo Vice, mostly because I want to see him shoot. Tokyo. Oh fuck Absolutely. yeah! I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm in the. That I'm, is one of the cool things about Black. I'm in the bag for it. Shooting Jakarta and all these yeah, cool yeah. Hong Kong and shit. Yeah. Oh man, I'm in the bag for it. I just, it's like yeah. just sad that like you know, to me, it, I do lament that thing where it's right. like you know, we're don't, we're not going to get another Michael Mann movie in the theater. Probably you know, not. That's like a huge budget. That's done. You know, and that's Michael like, Mann could direct depressing. another Ghostbusters, uh, another stab at doing <laughs> fucking Ghostbusters and bringing that back and failing. I wish he directed Ghostbusters Afterlife. My God. I am hoping get these ghosts. I am hoping that he will finally get his his gestating uh, Huey sixty eight book or turned into turned into the show. It's based on Mark Bowden's book about the about this about Vietnam War, and it's fucking amazing book. Huh. And he's supposedly building a show out of it, and that right. would be something else. Okay. Well, anyway, you got to read that book. He's still out there being a very serious guy somewhere. Yeah. But what you really got to do is sign up for our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes. We we're we're, uh, we're at one ten right now. If we get we only got fifteen to go, we get to one twenty five. We're gonna do four David Fincher movies, mm-hmm. two full episodes. Four inches, I'm calling it. But four inches is, is fine. <laughs> we're, we're we're looking for we'll, we'll find something. Goddamn. Quattro Finchers. Quattro Finchers. Uh, yeah. We're, we're skating Quattro, around. Quattro Finchy. Fincher <laughs> nearly. <laughs> Fincher nearly killed her. Or something. I like I like Fincher. I hardly know her. Fincher. I hardly know her. Oh, yeah, they're not, they're not great. Nothing's great. But so we're doing get it. we're doing which ones? The game, game Panic, Room, Panic Room, Benjamin Button, Dragon Tattoo. Yes, you got to sign up for the Patreon. It's only four fifty. That you you will make that that happen. I mean, if we get to one in twenty five, and there's a fucking shit ton of other stuff that we've done, then yeah. they're great. 
Will this uh, have? Will this it, have it, aired? It, it, it helped complete Michael Mania. You can't compl- have the complete Michael Mania if you don't listen, don't to, listen the, to the Patreons. The Patreons, because yeah. we did Mohicans we d- and uh, the Insider. Yeah, f- you got to. F- so. You need to do that to find to finish up Michael Mania to get our <laughs> Lethal Weapon episodes, to get uh, our Shane Black episodes, all, Police Academy Academy, Beerhovens, yeah. <laughs> Police Academy Before Academy Hovens, One and Two, more Michael Douglas movies. I, I mean, there's so much shit on there. And it's um, great. And uh, will this have aired? Before the uh, the beacon, yeah, yeah. So if you're in Seattle, we're gonna have on February fifth. We're screening uh, the sh- classic shot in Seattle thriller, uh, Hand That Rocks the Cradle, with a special guest who appeared in the film. That's right. <laughs> with a special guest who appeared in the film. He has a prominent <laughs> <laughs> role, a very prominent two As second a cameo. Child in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to. But it's we'll be, also a fucking we'll be awesome hosting, movie. We'll be hosting a screening of Hand the Rocks the Cradle, which was rad. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you're in Seattle and you're listening to this and you want to come out to the to the movies with us on February 5th, that's where do we'll it. Be. Do it. Do it. You should do it. Hope um, to see you there. Yeah. Until then, I don't know. Is that it? Well, what are we it. doing next? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, next, yeah. Next. Oh my god. Next, we actually have some big ones next too, don't yeah. we? Huge serial pillars. Yeah. So we're gonna do Sounds of the Lambs. Yeah. Seven, yeah. finally, both of those, and uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. so not looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, not looking forward to watching that <laughs> terrific movie that I never want to see again. I, again, a, a am, quintessential am, example yeah, yeah. of a very good movie that I do not want to watch. I am looking forward to seeing. It. It's gonna be. I think that's gonna be such an interesting because those movies are so different. different. But the trajectory from Henry, which is fir- made first, mm-hmm. to Seven, yeah, is like that'll going, be interesting. Going from sort of like an indie, just like these dirt bag, just to like into like the you know. Uh, Fucking Anthony Hopkins like chewing scenery right. like but he's also doing Shakespeare, a, but also Jonathan Demme's like oh I know semi interestingly grounded style to the full on uh, phantasmagoria of Seven right and the fa- and the foundation of modern serial killer <laughs> narratives in ma- in media absolutely really. I mean all three of these are are influential in their own way I think Henry probably uh, isn't cited as much but like definitely you see it yeah. in all kinds of stuff I mean you see it in other movies after that For serial sure. killer stuff so. yeah. Uh, yeah, Serial Pillars. Serial so, Pillars. Stay tuned. That's going to be something else. All be f- killer, no filler. That'll be a fun week. <laughs> uh, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.